This is the NTT IndyCar Series. From the streets of Toronto in Ontario, Canada. I'm so excited to be back in Toronto. It's a hometown race for me. Friends, family, partners, everyone out there. It would be an honor to race in front of the hometown crowd. I love the track. I mean, that back stretch, you know, it's one of the longest street course straightways that we have. No margin for error. You see a lot of guys make mistakes there. Excited to go back. Love Toronto, love racing there. With live flag-to-flag coverage, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Five races over the next four weeks leaves little doubt that we'll see some current championship contenders fall by the wayside. Current leader, Indy 500 winner Marcus Erickson is being pursued by former series champions Will Power, Joseph Newgarden, and Alex Below. Fifth place, Pato Award, like Erickson, seeks his first series title. This is Mark Jades. Welcome to the Honda Indy Toronto with Davey Hamilton. This 11-turn course, a little less than a mile and a quarter, might be the most challenging on the schedule. Hey, Mark, it's super challenging here. As you said, a tight 1.8 mile. Throw in the, uh, the the asphalt, the concrete changes, throw in all the bumps around this racetrack and by the way, some of the narrowest areas of a racetrack that we ever run on. So uh, we've seen a lot of mistakes over the weekend. We've seen a lot of go- cars going in the runoff areas. Seen a lot of cars hitting the wall coming off of corners, especially the final corner, turn 11, turn 6, a little bit in turn 2. So um, it's going to be an exciting day. Now this is this is when it all pays. These guys can't make any more mistakes. It's time to get put the power down and, and try to get to victory lane. Uh, most are saying a uh, rock-solid two-stopper. However, some may gamble and go with a three-stop. May look them, may look see them come to pit road, look to see them come around, around lap 10 or 11. Yeah, you know, and maybe even earlier, Mark, I mean, if, if I'm Will Power, I'm back in that 16th spot. What do you have to lose? I mean, he's back in traffic. It's really hard to pass here. Maybe do what Alexander Rossi did in Detroit. Come in early, get those reds off, put blacks on. You have free racetrack at that time. No, no traffic to deal with. You could cut some laps and then just uh, hope for the best that you have a faster car and maybe the yellow comes out at your uh, you know, to your advantage now. Um, another thing, if you're on on reds, I think it's a situation up front. These guys, these front runners, what they could do, Mark, is if I'm a guy up front on reds, I know they de- uh, the degradation on those is per- fairly rapidly. They go off fairly quick. But you don't have to be that fast from turn 5 to turn 11 because it's hard to pass. Just take care of those tires to that area. Make sure you're fast down the straightaways and try to make those reds last as long as you can. What's the mindset of a Graham Rahal that a pot of awards starting 14th and 15th on the primary? Well, that's what you said. They're on primaries. That's a good call on Graham and Pato. And, and I I think the situation there is they're going to try to take advantage of the black tires of the primaries with the drivers on reds as they start sliding around to try to take advantage of uh, uh, of, of positions and, th- and that tells me they're going on a two-stop strategy and just try to fight their way through uh, by passing on the racetrack i think that's going to be difficult but uh, you never know we'll see what works out uh, morning race uh warm-up davy uh everybody using a race setup and Turn three caused a lot of problems for a lot of drivers. Yeah, I think, you know, they were just, you know, testing the limits of how deep they could really go into turn three off that long, super fast straightaway. And, and um, a lot of them went over. Matter of fact, four, five, six guys. And you can't, like I say, you can't make those mistakes. It's race time now. You make those resa- the mistakes now, takes you completely out of contention. So, uh, man, be careful. They know what they can and can't do. Now, when it comes to our front runners, you got Scott Dixon, uh, who's hungry for a win. You got Colton uh, Herta, who's obviously young and 
talented and, and super brave. So who are those first two is going to get in the league first? But I, I like to say I think that pit spot, pit uh, pick, pit pick in the pit lane is, is, is very important. They got that by last race qualifying. This S-shaped pit area is very difficult for some of these drivers to get into. I think Scott Dixon has one of the better pits here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose him by winning this race over just the uh, where he's pitted. Yeah, it's interesting to note that, that typically those first couple of pit boxes are the primary spots, but Davey, if everyone comes to pit lane, the, that's not necessarily advantage an advantage unless you're running first or second because we saw narrow misses in practice and qualifying. I can only imagine what it's going to be like if we pit under yellow during the race. Yeah, it, it, it's super difficult, and, I, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because I, it could be won and lost in the pit area, and I have to think this would be the last time we run with this pit configuration. It's just too tight. 25 cars, there's no extra space whatsoever. Uh, with talk of 27 cars coming to the series, it has to move. We hear rumors that it's going to move. So you always hate pit road being an advantage or disadvantage for any of these drivers. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. But you're right, Mark. If if the yellow comes out towards a pit window and all drivers come at the same time, all eyes are going to be on pit lane for sure. Uh, Grip-wise, things in pretty good shape. I know that some of the grip had gone away because we haven't been here in a couple of years, but I think it's pretty rubbered up by now, don't you? Yeah, it's as good as it's been all weekend, obviously, Mark. I mean, it is, uh, it's not great. Um, it, it, you do slide around because of the surface changes between the asphalt and the concrete, but it's as good as it's going to get. It's definitely not as good as it used to be, but it's been three years, right? The, the asphalt's worn a bit since then. We just haven't had rubber down like in, uh, we did back in those days, and so it's still good. I think it's same, it obviously the same for everybody. Just uh, be cautious with it. Hey, we need to let you go. You're going to be busy in the pre-race, huh? Yeah, it's going to do fastest seat in sports, so we're going to pace this field around Mark and then uh, give a, a, a lucky fan a ride around this place and then uh, get out of the car, run to the radio booth, and rejoin you guys. Uh, we'll look forward to you doing just that. Have fun uh, driving the fastest seat in sports. It's time now for the HPD Engineering Update with Alex Wolf. Have a chance to talk to Wayne Gross, manager of trackside support for HPD. And first time in three years, the IndyCar is back in Toronto. Great crowd all weekend long and looking for much of the same for Honda and the IndyCar series on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're super excited to be back here in Toronto. It's been a few years, and I think the crowd and the fans and just it's always been an awesome event. And then to be back here after a bit of a hiatus is, is great. Great to see everyone out here. Best of luck to you and the folks at Honda this weekend. Thank you very much. That's Wayne Gross, and that's this week's HPD Engineering Update. And we will head to trackside festivities when we come back to the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, Long-awaited return. Last year in uh, 2019 when Simon Pagino stood on pole and won the race. Uh, drivers in the event that have won it prior to Scott Dixon, a three-time winner, along with Will Power, who mentioned Pagino. Joseph Newgarden, a two-time winner of the Honda Indy, Indy Toronto. And uh, pre-race festivities just about to get underway as we have an outstanding crowd who have filed in. It's a long-awaited return, and congratulations to everyone at Green Savory Promotions, to the folks at Honda, and all of those sponsors that have uh, obviously been so dedicated here. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats for the presentation of colors by the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 10 Tomorden Color Guard. Please remain standing as Chaplain Jason Holt of IndyCar Ministries offers today's invocation. Father God, we thank you for the gift of life and to be back in such an incredible city for this amazing event. 
And so, Father, we thank you for the brave men and women serving both abroad and within our borders, guarding our freedoms. We lift up each one of these drivers, teams, their families, the safety personnel, and these great fans that your hand of protection might cover us and give us a great and a safe day of racing. But most of all, we say thank you for the hope and love available to all through the cross of Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray. Amen. Now to sing both the national anthem of the United States of America and the Canadian national anthem, please welcome Ken DeLos Santos. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight all the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the land of the free and the home of the brave Oh, Canada our home and native land true patriot love in all of us command with glowing hearts we see thee rise the true north strong and free from far and wide, O Canada, we stand on God for thee. God keep our land glorious and free. O Canada, we stand on God for thee. Oh, Canada, we stand on God for Well, the command Ken. comes your way at 23 past the hour. We've got an opportunity to talk to a couple of the drivers, uh, the 25 that will roll off the grid today. Let's start first by welcoming in Alex Wolf, who's with Joseph Newgarden. Well, yesterday it was a thrash for the Hitachi Chevrolet crew with an engine change and then a top three qualifying effort. Joseph, what's it going to take to turn this into a, a third win here on the streets of Toronto? Uh, just a good, clean day. You know, I think we got a we got a great car with Hitachi and Team Chevy. Uh, feel confident with it. A little bit less track time this weekend than we wanted, but good, clean day, and I think we can be right there. 
We talked so much about this pit lane. You've been vocal about maybe wanting it to be a change back to how it was. What do you think the outlook for this race, especially if we have to have a caution flag stop? It's going to be tight if there's a caution, but, you know, it's the nature of it. we got a lot of cars here that we're trying to accommodate, and um, we'll just have to make it work. Wish you the best of luck. Thanks. Joseph Newgarden looks for his third win here at Toronto from the third position. Also covering the action for pit road today, Joel Sebastianelli, who has caught up with Alexander Rossi. Alexander Rossi starts fourth this afternoon. We know how tough this track is on drivers. How tough is it on the cars, particularly with the brakes? Um, no, I don't think it's too bad, honestly. You know, I think um, St. Pete, Detroit, Nashville are all probably a little bit harder on the brakes. Um, so it's, it's okay. Um, I think the biggest thing here is... Uh, like all the braking zones are, are pretty slippery, um, especially turn one and turn eight. So it makes uh, just driving by yourself a challenge, let alone trying to, to pass cars. So, uh, yeah, fortunately, we, we started up pretty close to the front, and um, the pace of the car has been good all weekend. So we think we should have a good day if we uh, can go out and, and just do our job. When you have kind of a tough week, how big a boost is it to everybody to roll off the truck fast and be in a position where you know right away you have a car that can win? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's, it's a challenge coming here without having been here with the arrow screen before. And, um, you know, I think NJD Autosport as a whole did an amazing job with kind of knowing what we needed to come with in order to, to roll off strong. And, and that was evident um, yesterday and Friday. So uh, the cars continue to be good through warm-up today. And, um, yeah, like I said, hopefully we can we can have a smooth day today and and uh, move forward a couple spots. How do you feel like that makes a difference here, the arrow screen? Oh, you know, it's um, I think we're so used to it now. It's kind of become a little bit invisible to us you know I, I if you look at the qualifying pace it was faster than when we were here in 19 so um from a performance standpoint it, it hasn't really hurt anything and that just goes to show the the development of of these cars and, and what these teams are able to do year on year in, in terms of making things better and, and refining the overall performance of the car so um it's been it's been pretty pretty mild fortunately the the temperature is not too bad so i don't think from a heat perspective it'll be it'll be the worst race we've had and um yeah ultimately the same for everyone wish you the best of luck alexander rossi starts fourth Thank you. Well, Colton, yesterday after qualifying, I asked you about the uh, car for the race. You said, do I ask you after warm-up? Well, what do you think now about the car you have for the Honda Indy Toronto? It feels good. Um, seems like the track's progressing very fast still. Um, so that's gonna that's something that's going to happen very rapidly in the race. So trying to stay on top of uh, whatever the, the problems the car builds is going to be really important for today. But I feel confident. I thought the warm-up was, was nice. We saw a lot of good things out of the car. Uh, unfortunately, the lap times didn't really get to show. We got, we got kind of got bullied out there with some traffic. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still uh, feeling really good for this afternoon. Between the uh, grip levels, where they are after three years away, and the drop-off of the Reds, when you're on the Alderness, is it going to be a, a stint where you're really uh, hanging on, maybe a dirt tracking it here? I, I'm not too sure what it's going to be like. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really get to run the red. I did, like, three laps on the Reds. Um, but it, it's going to be something that I'll definitely be asking my teammates about because I think they ran a lot more. So it's going to be good to see. It's going to be good to kind of understand that aspect of it because it's going to be crucial. Obviously, a lot of the guys at the front are going to start on the red. It's going to be crucial to understand what they need and what we need to take care of to get them to where we want to get them to. Wish you the best of luck today. Thank you. For the ninth time in his career, Colton Herta will start first. Scott Dixon will roll off second for Honda Indy Toronto. Are you expecting a race of attrition today? 
know. Like, it's been a weird year where, you know, tracks, you don't think there's going to be any caution, like Road America, and we had a ton of them, you know. So it's uh, it's been a little hit or miss. Depending on how race control calls it, too, can be a little bit hit or miss, too, you know, whether they let it go green for a while or not. So, um, you know, we are just uh, got to be on your toes, try and, you know, think as quick as possible and make the most of it. And sometimes things are just out of your hands, you know. So uh, we'll keep our head down and, and work as hard as possible and hopefully have a smooth race. It was so tight in qualifying between you and Colton. And one of the things that he picked up on is that the Reds, after a couple of laps, seemed like they were getting quicker. What have you found, and how does that affect your strategy for the race? Yeah, quite weird, because, like, even in uh, Q1 with the first run on new Reds, you know, even through the two or three laps, I kind of felt them wearing, you know, getting a little bit greasy. You know, when they're soft, they kind of just start moving around a little bit more, and once you, you know, attack them hard. Uh, but then in, in Q3, when you have to run a U-set, they actually kind of came back to life. It was kind of a bit bizarre, but, you know, good in the same way. Uh, it's very rare that you get uh, a Q3 time quicker than maybe a Q2. So, you know, uh, we definitely saw that, I think, for almost all of the fast six, uh, which, which was new. But, you know, it's kind of, it's nice that we've got a tie that you can continually attack, which is really cool. So kudos to Firestone for that. But, um, yeah, make, uh, I don't think anybody had a clear idea. Like in 19, you wanted to get off the reds fairly quick, and it's meant to be the same tire. So uh, we'll see how a consecutive sort of 20 laps works out. All right, appreciate your time. Scott Dixon's won here before, trying to do it again from the outside of row one. Uh, thanks, guys. That's the top four. And we when we come back, we will be really close to the command to start engines at the Honda Indy Toronto. Good morning, sports fans everywhere from Indianapolis, Indiana. 200,000 people are here this May 30th, 1960, to witness the 44th annual running of the 500-mile race. Now, no mistaking that voice, the iconic voice of Sid Collins, who started this great network oh so many years ago. Today, the 100th birthday for Sid Collins. And, uh, Sid, we all are grateful to you for what you started oh so many years ago and are very proud to carry on the history and tradition that you started. Speaking of history and tradition, plenty here on the streets of Toronto. Bobby Rahal won the first kart race in 1986. The IRL landed here in 2009, and of course, it's been a wait of a couple of years. 2019, the last time we ran here. Simon Pagino is your pole sitter and your winner. Time to go back trackside to get this race underway. Okay, race fans in Toronto and watching around the world, time for the most famous words in motorsports. Here to give the command for the Honda Indy Toronto, please welcome your Grand Marshals, eight-time Juno Award winners and live rock authorities, Max Kerman, Mike DeAngelis of Arkells. Are we nervous? Are we excited? Are we going to have fun? Drivers, start your engines! Here's today's NTT IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 13. Connor Daly, United States. Row 12. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. Dalton Kellett, Canada. Row 11. Alex Palou, Spain. Jimmy Johnson, United States. Row 10. Rinus VK, the Netherlands. Takuma Sato, Japan. Row 9. Simon Pagino, France. Helio Castroneves, Brazil. Row 8. Will Power, Australia. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. Row 7. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Jack Harvey, United Kingdom. Row 6. Devlin DeFrancesco, Francesco, Canada. Romain Grosjean, France. Row 5. 
Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Marcus Eriksson, Sweden. Row four. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Callum Eilert, United Kingdom. Row three. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. David Malukas, United States. Row two. Alexander Rossi, United States. Joseph Newgarden, United States. On the outside of row one. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. And starting on the pole. Colton Herta, United States. Find out what our pit reporters will be watching throughout the course of this race. Been a busy weekend for them already. Let's start first with Joel Sebastianelli. Thanks, Mark. And it's sure been a busy weekend on the back half of pit lane. That's where I'll be based on practice speeds and history. What a thought the back half of pit lane would have many of the front runners like Will Power, Graham Rahal, Simon Pagino, Elio Castroneves, Ramon Grosjean. 87 IndyCar wins between them, but each of those drivers starts outside the top 10. So it's going to take some serious luck, maybe a different strategy to do so, like Rahal starting on Blacks from 14th. Since we started racing here in 1986, only three times has the winning driver come from outside the top 10. Michael Andretti from 13th, Joseph Newgarden, and Mike Conway from 11th. That's what I'm keeping an eye on. What about you, Alex Wolf? Well, of course, we'll be keeping an eye on Colton Hurd and Scott Dixon, the front row up here in the front half of the pits, but also Pato Award for Team McLaren. Qualified 15th, was really confused about the balance and speed of the car. They think they found some answers in the final warm-up. And defending series champion Alex Pelot, he's gotten all the attention with this contract situation between McLaren and Chip Ganassi Racing. Had wall contact in practice yesterday morning. Also had the engine cut off that relegated him to 22nd place on the starting grid and electrical gremlins in the final warm-up session earlier today. We'll see if he can get it all figured out as the IndyCars return to the Honda Indy Toronto and we send it back to the booth and Mark James. Thank you very much guys. Look forward to it today. 1.76 miles in length. It's a temporary street circuit. 11 turns. 4 to the left. 7 to the right. Three of the best in the business. Going to call the action for you today. It is a long, fast front straightaway and that's what Nick Yeoman will be keeping an eye on. Mark, thank you. The view looking down at those race cars as they head east down the front straightaway is spectacular, but maybe even more so if you're in the cockpit looking uh, towards the east, as not only you see the downtown skyline of the city of Toronto with the CN Tower, but you also see the Prince's Gate, the 65 foot tall, 350 foot wide arch monument, the signature portion of this racetrack. If you miss turn one, you actually drive underneath that arch and rejoin the racetrack uh, just around the bend, but most of the drivers are going to try to navigate that right hand 90 degree turn of number one with the red and white curving to the inside. After they leave turn number one, very short little straightaway before they have a gradual bend of turn at number two. That's when they'll start to roar through the RPMs. They will jump onto Lakeshore Boulevard. It's a very fast back straightaway, and it sets up one of the best passing opportunities on the entire racetrack where Michael Young is stationed today. Good afternoon, Nick Yeoman, and indeed we had chaos in the morning warm-up. Hopefully we won't see a lot of that today, but I would not doubt if we see a couple of cars off down here. It's a very fast portion of this race course. We call it Thunder Alley, and some of the bike riders in the city of Toronto have found a hillside outside of the track. The grandstands to driver's right completely packed from 500 feet. The hillside also packed to the inside of this race course. The fans getting ready to go. Of course, Lake Ontario to the south. Several yachts park in the 
inlet, although it's not quite like St. Petersburg, still trying to make the best of it as the field makes their way in front of me now. They'll hit the brakes extremely hard, a good passing opportunity, and then a right-hander. It's tight. A right-hander uphill into turn number three, and then turn number four. Turn four is a quick left-hander, and then they will come to the view of a very old Jake Quarry. Good afternoon, Thank you Jake. So, thank you so much, Michael. There was a time where, where I am currently sitting, I could have been watching George Bell or Lloyd Mosby's home runs land in left field here at the old Blue Jay Stadium at Exhibition Place. Now, it's around the C&E Casino where the field will maneuver turn number five. That is directly below me. A little bit of a curbing issue there that can throw off the balance of the race car, but you got to get it in line quickly because turn six is very shortly after turn number five. This is an area of the racetrack, Mark, where things can collect up. Going to be a lot of fun to watch here over the course of the afternoon in Toronto, Ontario. It's a very disjointed field. They were really strung out, but all of a sudden they come into pretty nice formation. Colton Herta has the field in tow as they reach the final turn now before they get back onto that front straight. They'll come out of that corner two by two and they'll look for the green flag. We'll wait for it to fly and it does indeed fly and the Honda Indy Toronto is underway. And Scott Dixon goes from the outside to the inside looking for the race lead. He won't get it. It'll be Colton Herta, the pole sitter who leads them through turn number one. Dixon slots in in second. Joseph Newgarden third. And we got a car up against the outside wall just in turn number two. We'll identify that car in a moment. It's Takuma Sato. Meanwhile, the leaders head to turn three. Scott Dixon trying to get to the inside of Colton Herta, unable to make a pass. Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi side by side. They're through turn four. All of a sudden, Rossi has company to the outside. It's David Malukas. And there was barely enough room there, but Malukas slides in behind Scott McLaughlin. Nifty maneuver. Didn't make up a spot, but kept it clean for that rookie. A lot of damage on that car of Takuma Sato. Michael Young, he's limping toward you in turn number three. And he's trying to get that back to pit lane. If he's unable to do so, they'll park that car. Oh, my goodness. The front left of that car completely destroyed. The suspension gone. He's making his way up the hill, and the safety crew is tracing him down, and they will park inside the outlet. So safety two try to chase him down. It looks like we're going to stay green. Leaders back into turn number one. It is still Colton Herta who leads lap number one here at Toronto. Scott Dixon about three or four car lengths behind. Everybody uh, getting single file. Late dive further back with Simon Pagino getting around Jack Harvey. But it's Herta and Dixon barreling down the backstretch headed to turn three. And those two gap the rest of the field by five car lengths. Colton Herta one car length over Scott Dixon. Then Newgarden, Rossi, Scott McLaughlin, David Malukas run out your top six. Oh, it's Herta, then Dixon. Separation a little bit before Newgarden, Rossi, McLaughlin, and David Malukas. But just as I say that, a full-course caution mark has come out here on the streets of Exhibition Place in Toronto. Uh, Takuma Sato had debris flying off of that race car uh, through turns eight and nine, and that's what brought out the caution. So, two laps complete. Colton Herta, your leader here at the Honda Indy Toronto. I really like that, you know, street courses are certainly probably my, my favorite. I think there it's uh, it's a good balance of high and low speed corners. You know, sometimes you don't always get that. Like St. Pete's a bit more low mid speed. Uh, Long Beach is a lot of high speed stuff. So like Toronto's a good mix. And there's lots of pavement, like transitions and different characteristics of like the pavement and asphalt and all that. And it's, it changes throughout the weekend. So you really have to adapt to that. Uh, three laps complete. Single car incident involving Takuma Sato. More on uh, the state of his machine as he brings it back to pit row for Joel Sebastianelli. 
Well, the initial reaction right over the radio from Takuma Sato was, we are done. And it's easy to see why the left front of that machine is mangled. And that gives an opportunity for two cars in the back half of pit lane to quick stint on those red tires. One of them is Connor Daly. And why not get off the reds and onto blacks? He started last. Dalton Kellett also coming in to get off of reds. The Toronto native going on to blacks as well. They replaced the entire fueling system after qualifying. Couldn't turn a lap. They don't expect any issues today. And Alex Wolf, uh, how about a quick update from you before we go back green? Uh, Kyle Kirkwood came in with the Sexton's Properties Chevrolet. They stayed on the blacks. Elsewhere, the Reds being reminded to clean them off. So we're ready for the restart now. It's Herta, Dixon, Newgarden, Rossi, McLaughlin, the top five as they hit toward turn number one. A fantastic jump by the front two as Herta and Dixon will get away. Further back, late charge by Felix Rosenquist. He'll get to the inside of David Malukas, and he'll wrestle away that sixth position. So move Felix up a spot. Meanwhile, the leader is Colton Herta down the back stretch. Thunder Alley roars back to life. Everybody staying single file with the exception of the machine of Felix Rosenquist. He's on the inside of David Malukas. He will get around Malukas, move him up a position. Your leader, Colton Herta. Another good battle might be that of third. Joseph Newgarden has it. Alexander Rossi would like to get it. Not able to make any move through turn number five. Everybody single file, with the exception of Renas VK. He just went to the outside and dispatched a pot of award. Five laps complete next time by Herta, Dixon, Newgarden, Rossi, McLaughlin, the top five. Rosaquist, Malukas, Eilat, Erickson, Lungard, the top ten. DeFrancesco, Power, Grosjean, Rahal, and Pagano through 15th. 16th Harvey, 17th Pillow, 18th Castro Nevis, 19th VK, 20th Award, Johnson, Kirkwood, Daly, Kellett, Sato out of the race, back to turn one for Colton Herta. Colton Herta's already opened up a 1.1 second advantage over Scott Dixon. That's allowed uh, Dixon to kind of fall into the grass of Joseph Newgarden as uh, the both of those drivers, winners here at Toronto. Alexander Rossi all over the rear wing of Newgarden as well. Good battle for third as they head down to turn number three. Yes, a big lead for Colton Herta. Now Alexander Rossi will look for the outside of Joseph Newgarden. That'll be the battle for that third position. Rossi tucks back in underneath that rear wing. And again, Scott McLaughlin is able to close in on Rossi as Rossi is trying to draw a bead on Newgarden. But Newgarden right now in the third position, Carling to the half in front of Alexander Rossi. After piloting the fastest seat in sports, Davey Hamilton joins us now. Davey, couple of championship contenders on the move early. Alex he- below plus five, Will Power plus four. Man, not taking, they're, they're not wasting time, are they? They're moving up the field and that's what you have to do on these starts and restarts. Just try to gain as much as you possibly can. Polo, you know he has some speed. Same with power, and they're trying to take advantage of everything they can right now. A uh, pretty good gap for Colton Herta. However, Scott Dixon not able to shake loose of Joseph Dugar. Well, now he does down the straightaway, Dick, but Rossi McLaughlin get tight. Yeah, it's a good point, Mark. A little bit more breathing room this time for Dixon over third place running Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden's got about a three-car length advantage over Alexander Rossi. And then it's Scott McLaughlin, the winner at Mid-Ohio, sits in that fifth spot trying to run down car 27. Colton Herta through turn number three. Three car legs behind Dixon. Then Joseph Newgarden, four car legs behind. Then it's Rossi, McLaughlin, and Rosenquist. They're on top of each other. I'll tell you what. Herta is really starting to draw a lead now and extend it over Scott Dixon. We'll call it about eight car legs. Again, through turn number five, everybody single file. Not really a passing area unless somebody has an issue. Nobody does this circuit by. Uh, Herta, Dixon, no question. They like that clean air, Davey, because things still pretty tight from third on back. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of these drivers right now, they know it's the first hit. They're going to take advantage of what they can, but not risk anything. It's too early in the race to do that. There's so much more to play out in this event, but you're right. You know, we knew those two two cars up front, Dixon and Herta, they were going to check out more than likely. Now, they're not running away by any stretch of the imagination, but they have a nice little gap, just taking it easy. It's the guys like Malukas is trying to find his way. Rosenquist, wants to, they just have to bide their time a little bit and just take it when it comes. Uh, again, Herta, Dixon, Newgarden, all with some breathing room. Rossi tightens up a little bit. McLaughlin, Felix Rosenquist running six as they head to Michael Young. And Rosenquist tries to get on that rear gearbox of Scott McLaughlin, unable to do so, although he draws a beat on him at five. Working their way through turn number five again. Best battle might be that of Newgarden and Rossi. Battle for third right now. Further back in the field, Graham Rayall starting to work the rear wing. Roman Grosjean, the car just in front of him. Well, Power starting to get closer to the top ten, Davey. He just passed uh, Roman Grosjean, we should say. He's up to 12th now. Yeah, how about that? No surprise, right? Will Power's been that driver that just, the luck is not with him sometimes, but when it comes down to making up spots on the racetrack, he is sure getting it done. Looks like he's going to do it this, this event as well. Well, you know, and he, with no fault of his own, he's starting in the back of this field or towards the middle of the field. But man, he he knows the points championship is so important. He sits right now in that third position. He's down one. He's only 24 points out of the championship, but he's still in contention. He just th- needs to keep fighting. Now, now we saw some uh, some drivers come in, Davey, during that caution, and we think for those that might be on that alternate strategy, we said off the top in our opening comments, maybe lap nine, ten, eleven, we might see some of those that are trying that three stopper. Well, you know, I think so. Now, it's, it's a situation where I think it was most of those in the back. And, I, I, you know, I put I actually put uh, power into that list. Now, power, I think he needs to stay what he's doing. He's on the red tires right now. They seem to be holding on pretty good. So as long as they can keep pace with the red tires right now, and as I said, if you can take it easy from turn 5 to turn 11 and not punish your tires, just kind of get through there without uh, – you don't really need to worry about people passing there. It's just too tight to do that and just save it for these long straightaways. Your reds may last longer than we think. So. Um, is it going to work? We'll find out. It worked for Rossi in Detroit. Pot brought him a second-place finish. I don't know if it's going to work here or not, but nobody's tried it yet. Nine laps complete. Colton Herta, Scott Dixon, Newgarden, Rossi McLaughlin, the top five. Rosenquist, Malukas, Highlot, Erickson, Lungard, the top ten. Alex Wolf. And Alex Palou has come in. They take off the alternate reds. The primary blacks go on. 70 liters of Speedway fuel goes in. He's down and away. Uh, so lap number nine, we see the alternate strategy start to unfold here at the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, we have completed 11 laps. Michael Young, pretty good battle between Roman Grosjean and Will Power. You saw who won that one last time, by. Yeah, Roman Grosjean got to the inside of Will Power, made that pass. Then it opened the door for Graham Rahal. Graham Rahal got all over the rear gearbox of that, that ailing machine. As we've seen, Graham Rahal trying to get around Will Power right now. Certainly, those reds have started to fall off Graham Rahal on the back. Blacks will get around Will Power in turn three. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Rahal now has got to try to make up some room. Got a little bit loose going into five, starting to pull away from power, but he's got about ten car lengths to make up to get the Roman Grosjean. Ben Roden, Alex Wolf. Simon Pagino is coming in, the Sirius XM Auto Nation number 60. They took off the alternate reds, put on the primary blacks a little bit over six seconds, or seven seconds for the 60. Update for Pit Road, brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Colton Herter looking pretty comfortable into turn one. Yeah, he's uh, really quick. He's got a 1.6 second uh, lead. How about Will Power? He's finally come to pit lane, Joel. 
Yes, he has. He is going off of reds to blacks, a turn of front wing and a tear off. Away goes Will Power with a clean pit road in front of him, Alex. David Malukas came in with the HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne racing number 18. Went off the reds onto the blacks, had to wait a little bit longer for the speedway fuel, but he's down and away. Uh, so, Davey, that pit window obviously opening up around lap nine for these guys, even though we had a couple of laps of caution early. Well, and, and here's right. I think they almost waited too long, personally. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it early. Get out of that traffic. We've seen Will Power being held up in traffic and slowing uh, other drivers down. Might as well get on him and try to make up time. Get that clear racetrack. He just now pulled out in front of Pelot, but if he would have pitted earlier and not wasted so much time in traffic, probably would have been in front of Pelot. So, I think the strategy may work. We're going to find out. Now, he's doing just the opposite. He's one that won that race in Detroit with, with Rossi. We'll see if he can make this strategy work for him this time. And we see Callum Eilat in the 77 car. He is coming to pit road for Hukos Hollinger Racing. So Callum Eilat comes to pit road. He's trying to make a strong bid to work his way into the top 10. We've completed 13 laps now. Herta, Dixon, Newgarden, Rossi, McLaughlin, the top five. Rosequist, Erickson, Lungard, DeFrancesco, and Grosjean, the top 10. Ray Hall, Harvey, Castro, Nevis, VK, and Award through 15th. Then Johnson, Daly, Kirkwood, and Kellett. Malukas is 20th. Then Pagino, Polo, Power, Eilat, Takubasai, out of the race, did not complete a lap. He will uh, be listed as 25th today. And uh, we look up and down the list now, Davey, and uh, we, I think, have a pretty good idea at this point with the uh, 13 laps complete who those definite two stoppers are going to be. Yeah, we are for sure are, and we know it's the you know, front 10 guys right off the bat. Matter of fact, let's, let's go a little bit farther. Let's go maybe the top 14 guys for sure are going to be on that two-stop strategy. When we see Pato Award, he's been struggling all week, right? Just the time just hasn't been there. His his teammate uh, seems pretty good with Rosa Quest. He's running six right now, but those top 14 for sure are going for those two stoppers. Uh, back to Pitt Road, Joel Sebastianelli. Devlin DeFrancesco is in, going off of reds to blacks with two turns of front wing. Ramon Grosjean was going to come on this lap, and they said, hold on a second, Devlin needs to pit first. They only have one stall separating them. Uh, we see Jack Harvey coming on and off pit road as well. The Jake Query, thanks heating up a bit between Scott Dixon and Joseph Newgarden. That's the battle for second. Yeah, Newgarden has about a three-car length disadvantage to make up. He's trying to draw distance from Alexander Rossi, who's about five car lengths behind him. So we'll have to keep an eye on this to see exactly where Newgarden is able to make up some ground here as they work their way through turn number six. No question, Colton Herta has the most comfortable advantage among the leaders. He leads uh, Scott Dixon by 1.6 seconds and Dixon is trying to uh, tighten things up a little bit on Herta. Newgarden and Rossi give a chase. A quick update from Pitt Road and Alex Wolf. Talk to the 26 team, what Colton's saying. They said he is completely silent on the radio and when Colton's silent, that's good. Uh, we have some debris in turn one, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, it looks like it's a, a rag that is just to the inside of the driver's line. Uh, meanwhile, our Indy 500 champion, Joel, he just made a pit stop. Yes, Ramon Grosjean did just come in. They asked, do you want a new wing? Uh, and he said no. Also, Marcus Erickson coming in. Standard stop for Erickson to go off the reds and onto blacks. Uh, so, again, uh, pit stops continue. Here we are on lap number 15, Davey. And uh, other than the, uh, the the damage that Sato did to his car with hitting that wall at turn number one, uh, the guys settled into a pretty pretty good race pace pretty early on. Yeah, look at these times. They do have a nice race pace going on. you got to remember they're sub, sub one minute laps when they're qualifying but right now uh, Colton Hurd at 102 and a half so I mean still not far off the pace taking care of them tires obviously they're full loads of fuel right now and it's race time things change during race time so uh, but a good pace right now boy we see right now uh, a 
matter, matter of fact, Power making another, trying to make a pass on uh, D. Francesco right now. D. Francesco's doing all he can to block him. Almost got together in turn five. Uh, let's go to Joel. Joseph Newgarden and Alexander Rossi came in. Looks like Newgarden's stop was at least one second quicker off of Reds and onto Blacks for both of those guys with no wing adjustments that I could see. Top 10 with 16 laps complete. Herna, Dixon, McLaughlin, Rosequist, and Lungard. Ray Hall, Castro, Evans, VK, Award, and Johnson. They have yet to pin in the Honda Indy Toronto. Today's race is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Ruoff Mortgage, for a fast mortgage process, apply online at Ruoff.com. Chevrolet, official vehicle of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And by NTT, the official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Colton Hurdup on and off pit road. Nick Yeoman, you saw the battle with Scott Dixon. Yep. Uh, ultimately, Mark, on track, it's a pass for eighth. But Scott Dixon was able to roar ahead of Colton Herta. When this all cycles out, looks like Scott Dixon's going to be your new race leader. And let's get an update on the stops that, that we saw during the commercial break from Alex Wolf. Reds to Blacks, the order of the day in the front half of the pits. Like you said, quick work for Scott Dixon, Colton Herta, Scott McLaughlin as well. And right in front of me, the Arrow McLaren SP number seven of Felix Rosenquist does the same, Joel. Elio Castroneves is in hitting from seventh position. He'll go off of the Reds and on to Blacks. Christian Lungard came in just about two laps ago. A 13-second stop. Left rear spinning around like the top from inception. Finally got it on. He is now running in 20th after qualifying 10th. So this update from Pit Road brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Davey, couple of the drivers yet to pit. Graham Rahal, Renus VK, Pato Award, and Jimmy Johnson. Connor Daly is currently running fifth. He last pitted on lap number three. But after that round of stops, Scott Dixon is now in front of Colton Herta with Joseph Newgarden, Malukas, and Rossi behind them. Yeah, and I think we talked earlier about pit location. Now, we've seen Colton Herta actually get hung up behind McLaughlin and his pit just so slightly. But I think that was just enough for, for Dixon to be able to make a quicker pit stop and get out in front of him. So pits may play a part in this race. Another thing that I've noticed so early in this race, a lot of these teams started with the red softer compound tires. Mark, there are marbles. If you look on the screens that we see, See just right out in front of the booth here, off lane, the, the tire debris and the marbles on this racetrack are really, really heavy right now, so you definitely don't want to get offline. Uh, Malukas and Rossi plenty tied into turn number one, Dick Yeoman. Yeah, I've been watching that one. Also watching Kyle Kirkwood. I don't know if you've ever been tossed into a pool before learning how to swim, but he is uh, trial by fire right now as everyone's trying to cycle around him. Meanwhile, though, Alexander Rossi taking a look to the inside, Michael and David Malukas. And he will make that pass as they enter turn number three, so move Rossi up right behind Joseph Newgarden, then David Malukas, Felix Rosenquist, Scott McLaughlin to five. Boy, I'll tell you what, Alexander Rossi has mirrors full of David Malukas. That rookie, as they work their way through turn number five, Rossi was able to get a little breathing room, but Malukas is absolutely trying to reel in Alexander Rossi. And that piece of debris, Nick Yeoman, down in turn number one, continues to get uh, kicked around. It's already over to turn number two. Yeah, I think a little bit of it's been on Alex Pelot's car. I think it flew over the head of Scott McLaughlin. Again, hard to tell, but it's a bit of a 
piece of fabric, a bit of a rag. But uh, meanwhile, Mark, everyone trying to avoid it on the backstretch. Uh, while it gets, uh, if it gets to turn three, maybe Michael Young could get, jump down out of his perch and maybe <laughs> pick it up. Newgarden, Rossi, Malukas, that battle continues into turn number two. Yeah, it's uh, been a good one so far as they roar out of turn number two. Now everybody chasing the eventual leader, Scott Dixon. Looks like Rossi's advantage over Malukas has grown to about four or five car lengths, Michael. And we'll see if Rossi can get underneath that rear wing of Joseph Newgarden. About three car lengths, but uh, David Maluk is about four car lengths back. But that is a good battle as they head to turn number five. And again, Maluk is this time by. Rossi is right in front of him. We'll call it two car lengths. Back to you, Michael. Callum Eilat, guys, just locked him up going into turn number three. You can hear him underneath me. Get that car spun back around. But a good run thus far thrown away as he overcooked it into turn number three. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Jake. Pick him up. And Eilat is able to get back under speed. He's got now, just as I said that, all of a sudden it looked like he might have skipped through the gearbox a little bit through turn number five. That allowed Jack Harvey, who was in front of him, to get away a little bit. Caleb Eilat now at the back of the field. Uh, very fortunate that he went off when and where he did, Davey. That's one of the more unforgiving areas, not to mention the fact there weren't a lot of cars behind him, so he was able to get right back out onto the course. He got right back on. He's going to have to come into the pits, though. That left front nose wing definitely damaged. That's probably what caused that front end lockup. The downforce just wasn't there. Looks like he caught that wing somewhere earlier on. Caused that runoff, but he definitely, I don't know if he pitted this time. I can't see pit lane, but he definitely is going to have to come to pit lane. The, the NTT IndyCar Series is moving full speed ahead in the race for equality and change. Time now to check in with Louisa Mazur in this week's segment of On Track with Diversity presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and HR and benefits consultant. This week, we chat with Angela Ashmore, assistant engineer for Marcus Erickson's number eight Husky Chocolate Chip Ganassi Racing Honda. Angela was the only female engineer as part of the winning team for this year's Indy 500. Angela, how did you help get Marcus to victory lane? A lot of what I've been working on over my last two and a half seasons with Chip Ganassi Racing is a fuel strategy program. I'm able to look at a lot of different scenarios. If a yellow comes out or if the pace falls, you know, basically any situation that could come up during the race, I've kind of looked at those all in advance and have an idea. So if that situation comes up in the race, I know immediately what we need to do fuel-wise to get to the end and what's most advantageous. Now, now that you've won an Indy 500, um, and how are you kind of using that to catapult you into, you know, helping break the glass ceiling for future female uh, engineers? One of the cool things about winning the Indy 500 this year was I found out that I was actually the first female crew member to be on a winning team. There's been a lot of attention around that, and I think that it gives me a bit of a voice to bring attention to diversity in the paddock and to help let little girls and, you know, even even older girls who are looking forward to a career in motorsports, you know, see a role model of someone who's doing that job and who's successful at it. On Track with Diversity is brought to you by Gallagher. For 95 years in communities across the globe, Gallagher's insurance, risk management, and consulting solutions have helped businesses face their future with confidence. Gallagher. To learn more, visit AJG.com. 25 laps complete. Ray Hall, VK Award, Johnson Dixon, the top five. But again, a couple of drivers yet to pit. Speaking of pits, let's get a couple of updates. Start with Joel Sebastianelli. 
Graham Rahal is our leader. He will be in momentarily. They've got a set of reds laid out for him. They told him, box, box, box this lap, and here he is into pit lane. We can see him coming up around the bend now into his box. Hits his marks. He has a new fueler this week, about eight or nine new guys combined on RLL. They put the reds on, no issues. He is out in a perfectly timed stop with a splash of fuel and reds. Uh, just a couple of drivers yet to come to pit road. How about an update on one of them? Alex Wolf. Well, up in the Pato Award pit for our McLaren SP, the five car. They're still sitting on the pit wall, taking a look at those reds that they'll be putting on in the next run, but we're still a few laps away from Pato Award pitting. Renus VK is your leader. Pato Award is second. He's yet to pit. Dixon's third. Johnson fourth. He's yet to pit. Colton Hurd of the top five. 25 laps complete. We pause 10 seconds for state notification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Seven laps complete. A line of cars behind fourth place, a uh, fifth place running Jimmy Johnson, Jake Query. Those cars are Connor Daly and then Joseph Newgarden, Rossi, Malukas, and Felix Rosenquist. The best battle of all of that might be the fact that Joseph Newgarden and Rossi continue to be somewhat attached to one another, magnetized as they work their way through turn number six. Yeah, we are watching Jimmy Johnson again. Uh, he uh, last uh, uh, pitted. Jimmy Johnson did. Uh, well, he, he, he's still waiting on that stop. He, along with a handful of other drivers, Rita's VK and Pottawell Ward are the guys that are currently shown uh, as the lead. And then Scott Dixon, Herta, Jimmy Johnson, Daly, Newgarden, Rossi. So, again, that pit strategy continues to unfold here, Davey Hamilton. It, it sure does. Now, I know lap 11 seems to be the magic number. I mean, some of these, uh, they pitted before that, some after that. Uh, you got, like you say, Connor Daly pitted on lap three. Uh, uh, and, and then, matter of fact, I'm trying to find, yeah, our, our pit uh, report. Oh, here we go, I think. Uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, we got some some popping back up again. But, yeah, right now, the, the 32 to 33 uh, laps is about all they can go, maybe 34. So we're going to see the rest of these teams coming in momentarily. Uh, yeah, so with uh, 28 laps complete, we do want to go ahead and give you a full field rundown. Pottawa Ward uh, just worked his way around Rita's VK. Scott Dixon is third. Colton Herta is fourth. Jimmy Johnson is fifth. Connor Daly is sixth. Joseph Newgarden is seventh. Alexander Rossi is eighth. David Malukas is ninth. Felix Rosenquist is currently running in tenth. Eleventh, Scott McLaughlin. Twelfth, Marcus Erickson. Thirteenth, Simon Pagino. Fourteenth, Graham Rahal. Fifteenth, Alex Below. Sixteenth, Christian Lundgaard. Seventeenth, Roman Grosjean. Eighteenth, Devlin DeFrancesco. Nineteenth, Will Power. Twentieth, Elio Castro-Nevins. Twenty-first is Jack Harvey. Twenty-second is Kyle Kirkwood. Twenty-third is Dalton Kellett. Callum Eilat had that issue with the runoff area. Had to come to pit road for service. He is currently shown a lap down to the 24th position. And Takuma Sato was 25th and out of the race. Colton Herta led the first 17 laps, Davey. But uh, Scott Dixon, uh, uh, timing is everything when it comes to pit stops. Yeah, it sure is. Timing is everything. Lap leaders right now, as you said, Herta at 17. Ray Hall at 6. VK at 4. Scott, don't see Scott Dixon on there, but he, when it cycles through, he's in P3 right now. He's going to end up leading this race here momentarily. He has a lead of about three seconds over second running, well, fourth running Colton Herta. But like I say, once Award and VK come in, it's going to cycle him back to the lead. That line of cars is still behind Jimmy Johnson as they hit the turn one, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, in fact, I don't think it's necessarily Jimmy that's holding him up. It looks like Connor Daly, who is also working this alternate strategy, he is holding Joseph Newgarden up, and it's stacking him up into turn number one. Newgarden's got his mirrors full of uh, the eighth place running.
car of Alexander Rossi. Right on Rossi's rear wing is Felix Rosenquist. All of these cars, Michael, behind Jimmy Johnson and Connor Daly waiting for those two to pit. I think they're starting to get a little bit impatient as Rosenquist, Malukas, all of the guys looking inside and outside, although they're single file as they climb the hill through turn number four. What this has done is allowed for Scott Dixon and Colton Herta to set sail because those others that were in contention now all of a sudden have themselves about a 50-car length disadvantage as they get hung up behind Johnson and Connor Daly. Yeah, Jake brings up the point, Davey Hamilton. Award, we know he's going to have to come to pit road eventually. Reedus VK is doing so now, and that opens things up for Dixon and Herter. We'll get Amy Saltz on that in just a moment. Joel? Renus VK is finally going off of those blacks and onto reds. Telling him good job over the radio as he slides out onto a fresh set in eight seconds. And no question, Nick Gilman, Daly might be the one holding him up. Newgarden just behind him. Turn three, Michael Young. Guys, it looks like Dalton Kellett's about to blow up. Smoke coming out of the rear of that car. Jay Curry, he's to you. Boy, I'll tell you what, it almost collected Pata Award, who quickly, as Dalton Kellett was not able to get to the outside of the racetrack, Pata Award and getting around it nearly lost the rear end as Dalton Kellett limps his way through turn number six. Yeah, Davey, a lot of smoke rolling out of the rear of that K-line machine. Yeah, there sure is what Dalton needs to do. He is almost a pit lane, but man, if he can, just to get to the runoff area, if all possible, that's the best thing that he could possibly do in turn eight. Now, we see Pato Ward coming on pit lane, just hoping for yellow, but I don't think a yellow may be coming out. I think it just was time for him to come in. And Pato Ward was the last one who needed to come to pit road, and he's coming to the attention of his crew and Alex Wolf. He'll go off of those blacks on to reds as he was coming onto the pit lane. He said that he wants a turn and a half of front wing. He gets it and pit out, and he'll watch out onto Prince's Boulevard with a clean stop. And he is going to blend back in toward the rear of that long line of cars, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, in fact, it looks like uh, right now he'll pull out right behind Roman Grosjean, who last lap mark was running in 15th. So it's a different strategy. We'll see if it works for Pato Award. They're playing a long game. Uh, meanwhile, Dalton Keller was able to lift that car back around the pit road to the attention of his crew now. The lead cycles to Scott Dixon, Colton Herta, Jimmy Johnson currently third, Daly, Newgarden the top five, Rossi, Rosenquist, Malukas, McLaughlin, and Erickson the top ten here at the Honda Indy Toronto. I try to forget all of it. Um, you know, it's such a different car to drive and, and so many different aspects to it. So um, try to forget what I what I learned over there and because and, I know what I'm doing over here. So, so try to regroup on that. And then, um, but yeah, it hasn't been a problem. You know, it took a few laps in the first session, but then it felt normal. Uh, Colton heard on that Formula One test earlier this week. The focus firmly back on this race in the NTT IndyCar Series. Currently running second after sitting on pole. A couple of updates from pit road. Let's start with Joel Sebastianelli. Oh, well, I am just hearing over the radio now for Jimmy Johnson a drive-through penalty for a pit speed violation. And they just said it has to be on the way in. Uh, it was a nine-and-a-quarter second stop onto Reg. Jimmy had worked his way up into the top five, 34 laps to open on Blacks. But that's got to be so disappointing for the 48 team. Alex Wolf. For Scott Dixon, much like earlier in the race with Colton Herta, not a lot being said on the radio by the driver of the nine car, just happy with the car elsewhere on the pit lane in this section. Kyle Kirkwood came in a few laps ago, went off of the blacks onto the reds, and Davey Hamilton, he's going to have to contend with those marbles, and the buildup could get quite large on those reds like we saw in the half-hour warm-up session. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a situation where they're back straightaway right now with those red tires, you know, that a lot of marbles come off as, as they degrade, and, and there's a 
lot of them. So if you get offline, they'll stick to the red more so than the black, but not easy for any driver to get offline. Fortunately, they've been two, three wide going into turn three in front of Michael there. So they've been keeping it pretty clean down there. But right now, somewhat of a one-lane racetrack. But I'll tell you, this looks like the start of the race. guy. I mean, they're nose to tail side by side. They're racing like it's the last lap right now. It's pretty exciting. Updates from Pit Road brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Connor Daly last pitted on lap number three, Joel. He did it. He went on to black tires then. He is going on to a fresh set of blacks now. Nobody else on pit lane, so he is all clear out on a set of scuffed primary tires. And a 40-mile-per-hour speed limit, Davey, and that is absolutely crawling. And I believe I saw, might have been Mike Cole of Ganassi Racing posted that if you pit under green, it cost you a minute 23 seconds, I think. Yeah, that is about right, which is not that long, honestly, because it's such a short pit lane. Uh, the speed limit's way down, but a short pit lane to go with it. But Man, Essen through there, it just seems like it takes forever. And like I said, by the time you get your stop and get back up to speed, it takes a long time. Matter of fact, you know, you could go a lap down fairly easy. Uh, we could give you through the top 12 now uh, in, in, in terms of them being essentially on the same pitch strategy with 36 laps complete. Dixon, Herta, Newgarden, Rossi, and Rosenquist, the top five. Malukas is sixth. McLaughlin is seventh. Erickson is eighth. Simon Pagno is ninth. And Graham Rahal is tenth. Alex Pelot is eleventh. Christian Lundgaard is 12th. Pato Award is 13th. Roman Grosjean in the 14th position. Renus VK is 15th. Devlin Francesco is 16th. Will Power is 17th. Elio Castro Evans is 18th. Harvey 19th. Daly 20th. Jimmy Johnson 21st. Kyle Kirkwood 22nd. Callum Bailot 23rd. Dalton Kellett 24th. He's out. And Takuma Sato is 25th. An opening lap crash. He is out of the race. Colton Herta uh, has led 17 laps today. Scott Dixon, Graham Rahal, the Beats led six laps. Alex Below, Davey, the big mover on the day. He, along with Simon Pagino, below is plus 11. Simon Pagino plus 9. Turn 3, Michael Young. Grosjean, Ryan, Vinrides, VK, Jake Quarry, they're beating the bag of through 4. Grosjean, Grosjean got around VK by the time they come through turn number 5. It settled itself out, so Roman Grosjean now pulls away from Rides VK. Yeah, he'd been working on it the last couple of laps and uh, was final, finally able to shake loose from him just a little bit. We look a little bit further back up now as uh, we things start to tighten up from third place on back. That's Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, and Felix Rosenquist to turn one to Nick Yeoman. That's where all the action is, Mark, because Dixon and Herta have uh, opened up a nearly 16-second lead. So it's Joseph Newgarden running in third. Alexander Rossi about a one second behind. He runs in the fourth spot. Felix Rosenquist been putting the pressure on Rossi. He got right up underneath that gearbox on the previous lap, Michael, as they all head down to turn three. And since Connor Daly pitted, that nose to tail has kind of loosened itself up ever so slightly. You talk about some of those great battles. They're all about nose to tail. Keeping my eye back on Roman Grosjean and his back end steps out again. That will allow Regis VK to close back in. Grosjean coming off of turn number four had his rear step out just a little bit. Regis VK now is right on the rear wing of that DHL machine through turn number six. And there's no question, Davey, Roman Grosjean's always going to make those elbows plenty wide. Yeah, sure is. Now, remember, Grosjean's on the black, harder compound tires as we see VK shoot underneath them down there in the bumpy turn eight. Uh, uh, VK is on the softer compound red, so he's faster right now. Just uh, got held up there a little bit. Got Went right back by Grosjean. Don't forget VK was P1 in this morning's practice, guys. He found some speed overnight. He's going to try to put it to work today. Pretty aggressive move, and it looks like he's able to pull away from him a bit, Nick. Yeah, and again, this is the battle for 14th, so that is how hard that these drivers are battling throughout the pack, and it was Renus VK, a late 
charge to the inside of Roman Grosjean to take that spot. And Michael immediately, VK has opened up an ice gap over Grosjean, who settles into 15th. Yeah, further back, so a battle for roughly, what, 17th position. Will Power look to the inside. He got around Elio Castro Neves. Again, since Connor Daly has pitted, Jake, everything's kind of evened itself out. Guys are starting to gap themselves a little bit. Yeah, Power starting now to get some separation from Castro Neves, but that was pretty tight there for the last couple of circuits. But now Power has about a two-car length advantage over his former teammate. Uh, Davey, Reedus VK, awfully lucky that the curbing is so unforgiving here because he used every bit of it making <laughs> that pass on Grosjean. Yeah, and I don't know about that curb being that forgiving. We've seen cars hit it all weekend getting airborne, so somewhat lucked out, but shot it down in there. He knew he had a little battle. May have done a, l- a little bit of damage to the left rear wheel flip right in front of the tire. I see it bouncing around on VK's car. It shouldn't really hurt anything. It's not scraping anything, but the first c- contact that they had down in turn three, the lap before, may have done a little bit of damage to VK's car. I want to thank McAllister's Deli for providing lunch to IndyCar Radio today. If you tried the new Green Goddess Cop salad from McAllister's Deli, it's available for a limited time only, so order on the app online or at your local McAllister's Deli today, plus earn points on your favorites when you sign up for McAllister's Rewards. 40 laps complete of the 85 we will contest today. Your top 10, Scott Dixon, Colton Herta, Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, and Felix Rosenquist. David Maluka, 6th, Scott McLaughlin, 7th, Marcus Erickson, 8th, Simon Pagino, 9th, and Graham Rahal, 10th at the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, full field rundown, 42 laps complete. Dixon, Herta, Newgarden, Rossi, Rosenquist in top five. Maluka, sixth. McLaughlin, seventh. Erickson, eighth. Pagino is ninth. Bram Rayhold is tenth. Alex Below is eleventh. Christian Lungard is twelfth. Rita's VK is thirteenth. Award, fourteenth. Grosjean, fifteenth. Francesco, sixteenth. Seventeenth, Will Power. Eighteenth, Elio Castro. Nevis, nineteenth, Jack Harvey. Twentieth, Goddard Daly. Twenty-first, Jimmy Johnson. Twenty-second, uh, Callum Eilat. Twenty-third, Kyle Kirkwood. Dalton Kellett. 24th out of the race. Same for Takuba Sato and Davey. If anybody's going to catch uh, Colton, uh, Colton Herta and Scott Dixon, uh, they're talking about Newgarden, Rossi, Rosenquist, Malukas. They're probably going to need a caution. Without a doubt. I mean, we see that Colton Herta, he's, he's sniffing around that two and a half second range between him and Dixon. Not bad. You can make that up. But boy, behind that, uh, 16 seconds is Newgarden back. But boy, Newgarden, Rossi, Rosenquist, Malukas, McLaughlin, Eric. And Pajon and Rahal, they're all right together, nose to tail, like they have a battle there. But the first two cars have absolutely checked out, so you're right. The field would like to see a yellow, but Dixon and Herta, not so much. Yeah, uh, Scott Dixon has a lead of 2.6 sec- seconds over Colton Herta, uh, but it's stretched out to a 14 second lead from Colton Herta on back to Joseph Newgarden. So, uh, it, you know, all kinds of uh, running room for the top two for sure. And Rossi and Rosenquist right now might be the best battle on the racetrack, Nick Yeoman. That's the battle for fourth. It won't go away, simply put, Mark. They're separated by about a half a second on the racetrack. Uh, on track, that equals about two car lengths. They've been through the right-hander of turn number two. Rossi looks like he edges out to about a three-car length lead, but Michael Rosenquist putting the pressure on. And he's looking to make a move to the inside. Here comes Felix Rosenquist. He'll dive deep. The two nearly make contact. They do, and that will send Alexander Rossi into the wall of the exit of turn number three. We have a full course caution. Alexander Rossi, Felix Rosenquist, that contact will bring out the yellow flag. And Davey Hamilton, two guys not playing nice at all in a very tight, unforgiving portion of the racetrack. Yeah, it sure was. It's a situation where Rosenquist, uh, he, he smoked it down in there, and I know it's so tight. Uh, getting down through there, but uh, man, that's 
Yeah, that's going to be interesting. As we said, it's uh, potential teammates next year, potentially Rossi taking Rosaquist's ride. We don't know what's going on there, but uh, definitely a situation where Rosaquist, I'm going to watch the replay. He gets in there. They're uh, almost side by side, not quite. Now they get side by side, but what happened? Side by side, but Rosaquist got just a little bit loose, and as he did, it hit Rossi's car, sending Rossi right in the outside wall. Maybe just maybe Rossi lifts there, or did it all happen so fast that he just didn't have time to lift? Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I, he didn't have time. I mean, he was definitely ahead of Rosaquist, not by much. He knew Rosaquist was there. It was half car up on him. I mean, he knew he was there, but he was he was just going to try to ride that corner, maybe beat him to the inside. But you know, hindsight, yes, you lift because that's hindsight. But uh, it's a situation where Rossi could have came out if they went side by side through turn three. Uh, maybe he had advantage for the for turn four, the next corner. Time now for a minute with Mario, presented by Ruoff Mortgage, with caution on the course. This week's Mario talks about one of his many television appearances, and he talks about what was going through his head when he crashed during practice at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in 2003. Yeah, I'm glad there was no vacancy upstairs, you know, because I thought this could be it. Because, But I was fortunate, landed on all four wheels, and uh, I came away with just a couple of scratches. Uh, yeah, I've been blessed. I know that. Well, one that actually <clears throat> irked me a little bit, it was on um, Johnny Carson. Uh, there was at the end of the 1965 year where I was rookie of the year at Indianapolis, but I won the national championship at the end of the season, and uh, I was introduced as the rookie of the year at Indianapolis. Never mentioned that I was the youngest one to win the national championship. But that brought home how important Indianapolis is, which is in some ways unfair. Yeah. But um, that one still sort of irks me a little bit. A Minute with Mario is presented by Ruoff Mortgage for a fast mortgage process. Apply online at Ruoff.com. Email your questions for Mario to radio at IndyCar.com. Caution on the course. Dixon, Herta, Newgarden, Rosaquist, Malukas, the top five of the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, caution, single car incident involving Alexander Rossi. That's at the whole field of pit road. Let's get updates starting with Alex Wolf. At pit out, it was tight, as we have talked about, but it was the wolf pack for Scott Dixon with a quick pit work. He was followed closely by Colton Herta, and then it got real tight between Felix Rosaquist and Scott McLaughlin. It looked like the seven was able to leap, frog the three. Joel Sebastianelli. Everybody, and I mean everybody, on the back half of pit lane that pitted. Going on to Blacks, that includes Joseph Newgarden pitting from third. He went out with no adjustments. Marcus Erickson coming in on a set of scuffed blacks, or going out on a set of scuffed blacks. Will Power pits. He comes out. He was three wide along with Roman Grosjean on blacks. Devlin D. Francesco, Graham Rahal also in and out. All of those guys on black tires. It wasn't a thing of beauty, Davey Hamilton, but uh, got to give a lot of credit to the traffic cops, if you will, and the drivers. <laughs> uh, everybody with a fairly clean exit off of pit road. No, I mean, you cannot get any better of a pit route, uh, stop uh, sequence than we just seen on pit road. These guys are truly professionals. They know what they were up against. That pit road could absolutely be a disaster, but man, they did it with, with talent and needs. Every every driver gave a little bit, and some of them took a little bit, but they all made it through clear. Uh, Michael Young, I know the cartage has just passed you, but we do want to get an update from you. What can you see in terms of the cleanup involving Alexander Rossi? 
everything is ready to go. They actually brought out one of the CAA record trucks here in Canada, and they hooked Alexander Rossi's car, and they put him in one of the runoffs. It's actually just past me at the exit of turn number three, and the safety crews are all back in position. Looks like we're going to get ready to go back racing. And Davey Roman Grosjean has been ordered to the rear of the field for violating that pit road speed limit of 40 miles an hour. Uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, he was trying to get himself back in the game, but boy, that little bit takes so much away right now, and you got to look at the drivers that did not pit. That's VK, because he did on lap 31, Daly on lap 36. Um, so, they are showing first and second with Dixon hurt at Rosaquist in that top five. Uh, you know, VK, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, when, when it comes down to Grosjean, I mean, he was in the game, but that rifles him all the way back to 22nd position. Uh, yeah, we are past the halfway point now, 37 laps to go. VK, Daly, Dixon, Herta, and Rosenquist, the top five. McLaughlin, Rahal, Pagino, Erickson, and Alex Below, the top ten. The pace car is off as Reyes VK will lead the field to the start-finish line off that final turn and head along that long front street. And Carpenter Racing teammates, 1-2, VK and Connor Daly. They accelerate down the front straightaway. Great jump for the Dutchman, Renus VK. And then it is Connor Daly following him into turn number one. Scott Dixon runs in third. Connor, uh, Colton Herda is fourth as they jostle for position further back. But it is Renus VK and that bright orange car leading the pack down to turn number three. A disappointing weekend turns positive with that caution. One, two, that's VK and Connor Daly, Dixon, Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, Scott McLaughlin. But we are all nose to tail as Pato Award nearly pushed Christian Lundgaard up the hill at three. The leaders already through turn number six as things get now all of a sudden very busy in the back of the pack. David Malukas makes slight contact with Will Power. Rear end stepped around on that rookie, but he was able to keep it in line. And again, if there's curbing to be used right now, it appears as though that most of these drivers are very, very comfortable doing so. The big beneficiary of being out front in that clean air is Renus VK as he starts to pull away from his teammate, Connor Daly. Daly seeing things stack up a bit behind him. Dixon, Herta, Rosenquist, and McLaughlin. Connor Daly was a very difficult guy to pass. You can just ask Joseph Newgarden during the first stint of this race. We will see if Scott Dixon or Colton Herta can hold them off. It is VK, your race leader. Then it's Colton uh, Connor Daly out of turn number two. It's about a two-car length advantage. Scott Dixon's got to run, Michael. He goes to the inside, then the outside. Connor Daly will block the move. Keep Connor Daly in that second position. Scott Dixon will look to the inside as they make their way through four. As they set up now for turn number five, Connor Daly gets there first with Scott Dixon just behind him. This has allowed for Colton Herta to get right on the rear wing of that PNC Bank machine. We do want to mention race control took a look at that incident between the 27 and the 7, talking about Alexander Rossi and Felix Rosenquist, and no action taken. Renus VK continues to probably crack a smile as he looks at that rearview mirror, Nick Yeoman. He's saying, have at it, boys, because he's opened up a lead of almost two seconds as Dixon, Hurt, and Rosenquist try to track down Connor Daly. Yeah, his best friend, no doubt, is his teammate, hoping that uh, Connor Daly can maybe build him a bit of a cushion. The battle for third now starting to tighten up as Scott Dixon, one lap ago, unable to get around Connor Daly. He's had to regather it. That has allowed Colton Herta right into the picture. Michael, they are nose to tail. The two front runners battling for third. And Colton Herta will look to the outside of Scott Dixon as they enter turn number three. He'll tuck right back in underneath that rear wing. Call it a half a car like Dixon over Herta. 
Renas VK leader, then Connor Daly. They're off sequence, and then it's Scott Dixon and Colton Herta who've been the class of the race so far. Herta right on the rear wing through turn number six. Tell us what it means in per- t- terms of pit strategy, Davey. VK, Daly, last pitted on lap 31 and 36, respectively. Yeah, they're going to have to make another stop. Obviously, they're going to have to make another stop, but they could do it in, 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 in wild. Right now, it's lap 51. I'd say 10 more laps, maybe 12 more. They're going to have to file in. Now, VK before Daly, obviously, but uh, they're going to have to make another stop coming up here. But if they can hold these leaders back and the yellow maybe comes out at the right time, who knows? Now, is this, can Dixon, Herta, Rosenquist, everybody else is pit? Do they have enough fuel? Are they trying to save fuel right now? They they pitted uh, early on in the stint. I don't know if they can make 35, 36 laps. No question, Herta and Dixon. It is tightening up ever more, Michael Young, as they start to pop back into your view. They're driving down the center of Thunder Alley. Now Colton Herta will look to the outside again. Won't be able to get along. Scott Dixon, he'll tuck back underneath. Scott Dixon still running a third. Colton Herta fourth. Colton Herta started to take a look to the inside to try to shave things in turn number five. Not able to do it as Scott Dixon works his way into turn number six. But literally, it's like a rubber band. Colton Herta drawing him in through turn number six. As those two are nose to tail, it allows Connor Daly to start to inch away a little bit. Meanwhile, VK is long gone. So the battle right now is the battle for the third position. Nick Yeoman, it may end up eventually being the battle for the lead as Scott Dixon and Colton Herna head toward turn number one. Yeah, those two saw their lead absolutely evaporate. It was up around 18 seconds in that full course caution. But already, Mark, they've opened up a 2.2 second lead over fifth place running Felix Rosenquist. Both of those cars dance their way through turn number two. They look unstable. Scott Dixon is an advantage over third place running Colton Heard about three car lengths. Redis VK enters turn number three. Connor Daly in second with Scott Dixon about a car length behind. Colton Herta's right there. They'll climb the hero, make their way through the left-hander of four. All of a sudden, Scott Dixon is getting closer to Connor Daly than perhaps Colton Herta is to Scott Dixon. All three of them through turn number six. Uh, we will complete 54 laps next time by your top ten. VK, Daly, Dixon, Herta, Rosenquist, McLaughlin, Ray Hall, Pagino, Erickson, and Alex Below with the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, 55 laps complete. Caution on the course because of debris on the racetrack. Debris and then some, Davey. Looks like a pretty good chunk of concrete. It sure does, Mark. I'm looking right now at the racetrack. Looks like almost a brick-sized piece of concrete came out of a f- part of the track that's filled going into turn one, tur- driver's right. Um, and that is an area where they, everybody uses that curbing. I don't know if it uh, is a patch or if it's actually part of the racetrack or the, the city streets coming up, but definitely a big piece of debris right there, which uh, does not work with these cars especially. I mean, thank goodness we have windshields or, or, or say screens on these cars for debris, but those are big pieces. They'll do damage to the car for sure. Uh, now, we, we do need to make an announcement, Davey. Dr. Jeffrey Billows announced during the NTT IndyCar Series drivers meeting on Friday. He will step down as Director of Medical Services for IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway after the season. Dr. Julia Vazier will succeed Billows as Director of Medical Services. Davey, we'll talk more about that in just a moment, but first, pit stops are underway. Let's go to Joel Sebastianelli. 
Connor Daly pitting from second position. He'll hop off Blacks and onto a scuffed set of Blacks. Romain Grosjean also coming in. Uh, hearing a lot of fuel numbers from these teams. You wonder how this caution will affect that. Grosjean is coming off of Blacks and onto Reds. Kyle Kirkwood pulling into his stall is now is Jimmy Johnson in and out on Blacks. Uh, so updates from the pits brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. And so, uh, Davey, Dr. Billows, one of the most respected in what he does for sure, plans to continue to contribute to medical services on a part-time basis. But again, Dr. Julia Vazier will replace him. Yeah, Dr. Bill, what a great do- asset to, to this series. And sad to see him go, really. I mean, I, we understand we've been through several uh, medical doctors through our years, haven't we, Mark? And he's, he's one of the top and the great, and that's why he's there. But um, we'll definitely miss him. I know he'll be around. He's always a, always a smile on his face. And, man, he sure takes care of these drivers for sure. Like most of the medical profession, he said the last 20 months have been a challenge. He talked to his wife, decided now the time was right, and happy to see that he'll still be around in a consulting capacity for sure. Nick Yeoman, an update on uh, what? they're looking at in turn number one. Yeah, so we uh, just saw the AMR IndyCar safety crew uh, kind of hammering on a bit of the racetrack, and it is on the red and white painted curbing at the very inside of turn number one, actually towards the exit where uh, those drivers you s- certainly take those right side fire stones up and over that curbing. Uh, it did. It was about a brick-sized chunk that was removed, so they were trying to hammer down and flatten that area out uh, and, and certainly clean up any of the asphalt or debris that got kicked up onto the racetrack, but uh, the work continues down at turn one. Uh, this is the third caution, uh, third caution for eight laps, and uh, it was Connor Daly came to pit road, as Joe Sebastianelli reported. Davey, you surprised that Reedus VK did not follow. Yeah, yeah, I am a little bit because they could make it from here. So I am surprised that he did not come in under a caution. And, and what this does for everybody that pitted earlier, including Scott Dixon, Colton Herter, Rosenquist, McLaughlin, and the rest of the field, these yellows are helping them. It's helping them save fuel. I didn't know if they had enough fuel to make it when they did pit. Uh, they were going to have to stretch it out. But every time they get a yellow flag that, that like this, you know, they got that thing leaned out so it's not burning much fuel out on the racetrack and trying to save. So this definitely helps those guys. Why VK didn't come in? Well, I, I'm not sure. Right on that strategy, but I think it's going to hurt him as this race goes on. And again, last pitted on lap 31. There are 28 laps to go. Dixon, Herta, Rosenquist, McLaughlin, the rest, last pitted on lap 47. A quick update from Pit Road from Joel Sebastianelli. Just to add on to Davey's point, Ed Carpenter, one of the guys over the radio, but I heard this from Grosjean's as well, saying, yeah, it's going to help those guys, this caution, but since it's not very long, you can push. We're good to go. So, be interesting to see how this strategy continues to unfold, especially for Renus VK. Everybody behind him appears poised to be good to go. There'll be 58 laps complete next time. Bye. We'll give you uh, VK, Dixon, Herta, Rosenquist, McLaughlin, the top five. Ray Hall, Pagino, Erickson, Pelot, and Lugard, the top ten. Then award Newgarden, Malukas, Power, and Castro Nevis through 15. Eilat, 16th. DeFrancesco, 17th. 18th, Harvey. 19th, Daly. 20th, Jimmy Johnson. 21st is Kyle Kirkwood. Roman Grosjean is 22nd. Out of the race in 23rd, Alexander Rossi. 24th, Dalton Kellett. He's out, as is Takuma Sato, who is listed as 25th. Pace car is off. Rita VK leads the field toward turn number one. Boy, Scott Dixon really 
actually laid off of Renus VK and let uh, Car 21 get away with the race lead as they bend their way through turn number one. Dixon got on the throttle and it pulled about a four-car length advantage over Colton Herta. Herta's got his hands full with Rosenquist. Rosenquist has his hands full with Scott McLaughlin. Battle might be for fourth, Michael, as they head to turn three. Yeah, Dixon able to catch Renus VK in that first position, running for second, then Herta, then Rosenquist, then it's Scott McLaughlin. Side by side, Alex Pelot going, but battling with his teammate Erickson. Marcus Erickson got the better of that, but now Pelot is going to try to get inside of him in turn number five. Had to back out of that. Marcus Erickson said sail away from him. Further back in the field, Jack Harvey got loose. Slight contact. He carried on as well. Erickson and Pelot acting like guys who won't be teammates next year, Davey. Yeah, how about that, right? Uh, more likely not, I guess, but uh, but they did get away with it. They did respect each other at that area, as we see right now. Oh, we see uh, Grosjean trying to go outside of Connor Denny, gets sideways, saves that car. Oh, as we, as we get uh, Jimmy Johnson and, and uh, Kyle Kirkwood uh, crash into each other in turn number nine. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Kirkwood get together, and Jimmy Johnson is set crossways in the racetrack. Kyle Kirkwood with his nose laying against the side pod of the 48-car Carvana machine. Caution on the course here at the Honda Indy Toronto. Today's race is brought to you by Coors Light, the official beer of the NTT IndyCar Series. Borg Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. The American Dairy Association, winners drink milk. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Oddly enough, it was Texas Motor Speedway, Davey, where a lot of optimism was expressed about the, the rest of the season for both Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Kirkwood, but unfortunately since, the results haven't seemed to pan out for either one of those drivers. I think it's a situation, an oval, correct? I mean, I think AJ has a pretty good handle on the car on the ovals. I think Kirkwood did a good job there as well as Jimmy Johnson. That's where he came from. He's an oval racer. And I think once he got on that Texas oval, uh, it definitely um, showed where he could shine. And, and um, But right so far, they got together and just haven't had the speed pretty much every since then. So they're struggling as we see VK come in. Right now, he puts those uh, sticker red tires on. That's going to file him basically to the back of this field. So no advantage whatsoever whatsoever by not pitting that first uh, yellow. Now, ironically, this pit road's pretty short. These guys stay together, but as soon as you cross that pit line, that's where you're going to rifle back into the field, and that means he's going to be right in front of, behind Will Power, and in front of Simon, or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Elio Castro-Nevis. Um, so he does beat a few uh, drivers out of the out of the pit lane, but still no no chance to win from this point. Uh, cycle back into the 15th position is where they'll put Rita's VK. Let's get an update from pit road. A couple, in fact, from Alex Wolf. For Colton Herta, asked about fuel. They said that his father, Brian, had given him a number, but they're confident that they can make it. No talk about fuel, as, of course, these cautions will help for Scott Dixon. But on that last pit stop, they did take a round out of the front wing, and they believe that that has helped settle the rear of the car as we head to Joel Sebastianelli. Well, we saw right before that yellow, Marcus Erickson and Alex Pillow getting into it. When the yellow flag came out, Marcus came over the radio and said, please tell him not to take us out. And uh, they just told Marcus over the radio, going over strategy, let's try to take advantage of these yellows, pass as many cards as we can. 
Uh, so uh, let's hear from Scott Dixon and his race strategist as uh, this race continues to unfold with 24 laps to go. Okay, Scotty. This helps us on fuel. We're still probably save a little bit, but not much. As we said, yellows bring yellows around here. This is typical. We're in a great position here. We just need to finish it off. Yeah, no worries. Uh, that is actually Kyle Moyer talking to Scott McLaughlin, and Scott McLaughlin in a pretty good position as well as McLaughlin is currently in fourth place. So again, with 24 laps, to, 23 laps to go now, Dixon, Herta, Rosenquist, McLaughlin, Rahal, the top five, Pagino, Erickson, Pelot, Lundgaard, Newgard, the top ten. Davey, we think that Kyle Moyer probably echoes the sentiment of most of the front runners that uh, they're in pretty good shape fuel-wise now. Yeah, I think they're all in the same position. you got to remember now with uh, McLaughlin, they're the Chevrolets, and Rosenquist right in front of them, Chevrolet. The two leaders, Dixon and Herta, they have Hondas. Uh, fuel mileage is different between the two manufacturers, but I have to think the same thing. Is I feel like they are in pretty good shape because of these yellows. Without these yellows, it was going to be exciting to see some splash and goes maybe at the end of it, but boy, they... Uh, they definitely are lucky right now, but not so lucky for Herda. I'm sorry, for Daly and his teammate um, uh, when they come in late like that and just, uh, you know, put him back in the, put him back away. So I think BK is now in 13th. Daly is in 19th. Yeah, Kirkwood and Johnson, that incident is under review by race control. We'll let you know if anything's decided. Dixon, Herda, Rosenquist, McLaughlin, Rahal, the top five. Pagino is sixth. Erickson, seventh. Pelot is eighth. Lungard is ninth. Newgarden is tenth. David Malukas, 11th. 12th is Pato Award. 13th is Rita VK. 14th is Calabaylot. 15th is Will Powers. 16th is Elio Castroneves. 17th is Devlin Francesco. Jack Harvey is 18th. Connor Daly is 19th. Roman Grosjean is 20th. Jimmy Johnson listed as 21st. He's two laps down. Carl Kirkwood is out of the race. Uh, he is uh, currently listed as 22nd. 23rd is Alexander Rossi, also out. 24th is Kellett. Sato is 25th. And after the dominance throughout most of this weekend of uh, uh, of Honda so far, Davey, I, I, I mean, let's face it, uh, it could be worse for Chevrolet. I mean, they right now have a fairly comfortable lead in the ma- battle for the Manufacturers Championship, but they do own two of the top four spots. Yeah, that's right. They do have two of the top four. Oy, but here where it looks a little bit worse, they only have three of the top ten. So Honda definitely seems to have an advantage uh, here up in Toronto at this particular racetrack. But Chevrolet is hanging in there, still have an opportunity and a chance. This race isn't over yet. And as you said, they have a lead in the point championship, the manufacturer's championship that they're trying to uh, hang on to. Uh, well, uh, it, of course, earlier this week, the issue involving Alex Below and the controversy surrounding he and Ganassi Racing and his move to Arrows McLaren, we wanted to get the thoughts and impressions of Scott Dixon and find out what impact, if any, he feels like it's had on Ganassi Racing. Uh, I haven't really seen a change yet. You know, I you know I think it's still a lot of things are up in the air. Um, you know, maybe they've altered things on his end. I'm not really sure, but uh, you know, as far as uh, from my point of view, nothing's changed. You know, our debris all still done together. All still you know, it's still uh, still a team, man. You know, and, and ultimately the the team goal here is to try and win. Uh, well, it, it, he and Erickson talking about Pelot and Erickson. They race in pretty close quarters about a couple of laps ago, Davey. And it's going to be interesting to see if what Scott Dixon is saying holds up as the season progresses. Yeah, and that's right. And one thing that uh, when Erickson says, hey, man, please don't have him take us out, you got to remember where they stand in this points championship. Erickson's in the lead of this championship as it stands right now. How about Pelot? He's wanting to fight for it, though. He's only 37 points out in that third position. He moves up one as it stands right now. Will Power? He 
loses some points to the leader, but still in that second position, Mark. So, um, and you, I looked down to the points championship. As you said, we have five races coming up the next four weeks. I mean, it's a busy time right now, including this race. And, you know, I feel if you're, you know, 100 to 110 points out, you still have opportunity. Right now, that leaves 11 cars with some opportunity. Unfortunately, that 11th car, 111 points back, Rossi, who just lost three positions and is out of this race right now. So is it the top 10? Even, you know, I mean, 10 guys for the championship right now is still pretty impressive. Yeah, more than likely, uh, Alexander Rossi's hopes of winning a championship evaporated against that wall at the exit of turn number three. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. And, I, and long shots. Long shots probably start in that seventh position, and that's Pato Award, number five car. He right now lost two two positions so far after the race was the end right now. 72 points back. I think, you know, if you get on a hot streak, you can make that up right now. But that he's the one, I think, on the outside, potentially on the outside looking in for this championship. Yeah, you talk about getting hot. I mean, this thing could flip here in the next couple of weeks with the race here and then a doubleheader next weekend in Iowa. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can lose so much. Uh, especially at Iowa in that double header, if you have an incident on both days or potentially, or you just don't run that good on that small three, seven, eight mile oval um, and you're not fast, you could uh, pumble quickly. But then again, if you're faster, you could just rifle up that point standing uh, pretty quickly as well. Uh, Lights still on on the pace car, signifying that uh, we'll make one more circuit under caution. We'll complete 65 laps this time by, Davey, and we see uh, uh, Marcus Erickson out on the course. Erickson currently running in the seventh position. And uh, you you brought it. It, it spooked me for a minute because I looked up on the monitor, Davey, and he was running all by his lonesome. But now he's bunched back up with the rest of the pack currently running in the seventh position. But, uh, Davey, you referenced it when we look at our multi-screen monitor. Boy, even on the straightaways, if you get much out of the racing groove, you're going to pick up a lot of debris. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of debris. Uh, it seems like especially on the straightaways, Mark, and sometimes the straightaways are the ones that stay the cleanest. But right now, that back straightaway, a lot of debris. We see cars weaving back and forth to keep heat in their tires. It's helping that debris to move out a little bit. And sometimes on yellows, they have the sweeper trucks come out. I have not seen those sweeper trucks come out to try to clean that uh, part of the racetrack up market. I'll tell you this. There, there is right now 12 drivers um, happy, pretty much happy, to see this yellow out. Because even if you're in 12th, that's Pato Award, knowing that uh, he'll have to pit again if these yellows didn't happen. So right now they're saving as much fuel as they can. And uh, But VK is the one going, dang it, I didn't want to see these yellows. I wanted to try to get as much of a lead as I can before I pit and see if I could come out in a better position the 13th. Okay, there'll be 19 laps to go next time by. Dixon is your leader. Colton Herta, Felix Rosequist, Scott McLaughlin, Graham Rahal, the top five. Pagino, Erickson, Pelot, Christian Lungard, and Joseph Newgarten make up the top ten. So plenty of championship contenders among the front runners. Again, 19 laps to go on the Honda Indy Toronto. A lot of gangsmanship on this restart as Colton Herta very nearly ran into the back of Scott Dixon. Good battle for fourth, though, into turn number one. Graham Rahal's got the inside advantage. He's going to try to wrestle that spot away from Scott McLaughlin. He'll take it. McLaughlin's going to lose a spot to Pagano. He's falling through the field as the leaders head to turn three. Scott Dixon with about a four car length advantage over Colton Herta, then Felix Rosenquist, then the aforementioned Graham Rahal. They're side by side. Simon Pagano, Marcus Erickson, Alex Pelot right by him, behind him. They're through to turn four. 
is going to settle itself out by the time they get to turn five with Marcus Erickson getting just in front of Pagano, then Pelot just behind him. All of a sudden, things going too wide through turn number five. In places, Davey, where we don't normally go too wide. <laughs> well, how about that? Pretty impressive. These drivers taking care of each other. We've seen a lot of respect right there. We see Pelot going underneath Simon Pagano. Bumps him a little bit. Turn eight. As we see another car trying to get outside, Graham Rahal also gets by him. McLaughlin was the one, the loser of that whole deal. Got up in those marbles. Couldn't get his tires clean when he got down into turn three. Meanwhile, Dixon is all by his lonesome as they head to turn number one. One lap, and Dixon already pulls a 1.6 second advantage. In fact, the battle for second may be on. Felix Rosenquist racing for his future at McLaren. He is battling with Colton Herta as they bend their way out of turn number two. They're separated by about three car lengths, Michael, down the backstretch. A most impressive weekend for Felix Rosenquist as he tries to track down Colton Herta further back. The teammates go at it again. Marcus Erickson ahead of his teammate Alex Pelot. The points leader, Marcus Erickson, leads Pelot through four. Leader, Scott Dixon, through turn number six. Advantage about 18 car lengths or so over Colton Herta. That battle you talked about a little bit further back between Erickson and Pelot, the battle for seventh. Marcus Erickson holds on for now. Uh, for a number of reasons, you're naturally drawn to the battle between Erickson and Pelot. That is the battle for the fifth position, but you better jump back up front and take a look at that battle for the second position. Felix Rosenquist has been fast throughout this race, and he is not letting Colton Herta get away. Scott Dixon's getting away, but Herta and Rosenquist plenty tight behind him. On Friday, he admitted to our Alex Wolf that he knows that every race weekend you're racing for your future, and he is uh, in podium position right now, but would love to get up and around Colton Herta for that second spot. Herta gets a nice charge out of turn two. Michael, right behind those drivers, Ray Hall, Erickson, Pelot, that battle's not settled itself down. And that's a battle for the fourth position. The front three already through turn three. Graham Rahal, Carling, the head of Marcus Erickson. Erickson back in, steps out, Pelot right behind him. This is perfectly fitting a Felix Rosenquist season because all kinds of noise around him, yet he just seems the Swede to focus and lock in. Right now, running a third, solid run on that seven machine. 16 laps to go next time by. Scott Dixon is your leader by 1.7 seconds over Colton Herta. Felix Rosenquist is third, but maybe not for long. Ray Hall is fourth. Erickson in fifth, but he has plenty of company in Alex below. Pagino, Lungard, McLaughlin, Newgard in the top ten. Pato Award getting racy. He recently worked his way around David Malukas as the battle for second heads to turn one. It is, and it's settled down a little bit. It's uh, right now Colton Herta's advantage over Felix Rosenquist is about seven-tenths of a second. Scott Dixon's lead, 1.8 seconds on the racetrack. That looks like about ten car lengths as he leads the field all the way down the back straightaway. I'll call it about 500 feet. Dixon entering turn number three. Now does Colton Herta. Felix Rosenquist again that battle for the fourth position. Ray Hall Carling over Erickson and Alex Below. Let's take a look at that battle for fourth. Right now it's Graham Ray Hall that's got it. But Marcus Erickson is again the battle that he's got to worry about is that again of Alex Below, who is right on his rear through turn number six. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on Herta and Rosenquist. No question, though, as Dixon continues to pull away to a 1.8 second lead. We've got Ray Hall in fourth. Erickson, Pelot, now Pagno trying to get into the fray. Alex Wolf. Looking at fuel for the top three in the pits of Scott Dixon and Colton Herta. They've been told to go full to the end. I asked a crew member for Felix Rosenquist, are you all right on fuel? And I just got a little bit of a chuckle and a, yeah. Into turn number one goes that battle for the second position. It's Herta and Rosenquist. A clean exit off of turn number two. Michael, is Felix Rosenquist catching Colton Herta into turn three? 
Car length, we'll call it. Now two as Colton Herta pulls away from Felix Rosenquist. Rosenquist so badly needs a good finish. Had so many great weekends go away. Jake, he had the back end step out as he exited three. Herta setting up, Colton Herta setting up for turn number five. About a two car length advantage over Rosenquist. Then about six car lengths back to Graham Rahal. Uh, Christian Lugard and Scott McLaughlin looks like a pretty nice battle. That would start to shape up a little bit. That would be the battle for the ninth position. So again, Nick Dixon has stretched it out to a 1.9 second lead over Colton Herta. Herta has a bit more breathing room over Felix Rosenquist. Graham Rahal, Marcus Eriks in the top five. Palo, Pagino, Lugard, McLaughlin, and Joseph Newgard in the top ten. Pato Award trying to catch him. Can't do it just yet. Front four starting to separate a little bit. It looks like Erickson's starting to lose Graham Rahal. Yeah, and I think Pelot is starting to lose Erickson and Pelot may fall into the grasp of Simon Pagino in that pink and black Sirius XM car. Simon's been fast all weekend long. He's running in the seventh position as he is uh, running down Alex Pelot. Pelot, Pagino, Michael, it's a battle for six. Field makes their way down that back straightaway. Here comes Simon Pagino. Three car legs behind Alex Alex Pillow, the former winner here the last time we ran here in 2019, about two car lengths behind. As they work their way into turn number five, it's Pillow with Pagino just behind him, followed by Lungard, Scott McLaughlin, and Joseph Newgard. McLaughlin is the one, since we restarted off the caution, that fell a little bit. Now he's status quo, but certainly did not have a good restart and is still trying to make up for it. 13 laps to go. Next time by, and Scott Dixon has a lead of 2.1 seconds over Colton Herta. We thought Herta Herta was starting to step step away a little bit. Maybe we're thinking too soon, Nick Yeoman, because here comes Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, it's kind of like that rubber band effect. As soon as you think that Colton Herta is going to pull away, Felix Rosenquist throws down a big lap, and he's right there in the mix. He's about six-tenths of a second behind. That's about a three-car length advantage. Herta moving around the racetrack. Michael trying to disrupt the air on Rosenquist. They run down the center of Thunder Alley. Now Colton Herta will sweep to the outside. Felix Rosenquist will do the same. Herta climbs the hill. The battle for second ensues down into turn number four. That battle for second is becoming a good one. Colton Herta holds on to it. Felix Rosenquist trying to keep it in sight. He's three car behind Colton Herta. And Davey Marcus Erickson pulled away a little bit from Alex Below, and he's starting to beat and bang on Graham Rahal a little bit in that battle for fourth. Yeah, that's right. And, and Mark, something we'd like to talk about and look at towards the end of this race, push to pass. We haven't talked about it much. I'm going to go down through it just real quickly. Scott Dixon, 61 seconds left. Herta, 71 seconds left. How about this, guys? Rosenquist, 107 seconds. He's got more than anybody else. Ray Hall behind behind him, 82. So right now, Herta needs to be careful with Rosenquist having extra push to pass on these long straightaways to try to get ahead of him. He seems to have the advantage when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now, 13 laps to go next time by. Let's give you the full field rundown. Scott Dixon, your leader, by 2.1 seconds over Colton Herta. Felix Rosenquist is third. Graham Rahal is fourth. Marcus Erickson is fifth. Uh, Pelot is sixth. Pagino is seventh. Christian Lugard is eighth. Scott McLaughlin is ninth. Uh, Joseph Newgarden is 10th. Pato Award 11th. David Malukas is 12th. Renas VK is 13th. Callum Ilon is 14th. Will Power is 15th. Grosjean is 16th. Castro is 17th. 18th, Devlin D. Francesco. 19th is Jack Harvey. 20th is Connor Daly. 21st, three laps down is Jimmy Johnson. 22nd out of the race, Kyle Kirkwood. Also out of the race, 23rd, Alexander Rossi. 24th, Dalton Kellen. And 25th, Takuma Sato. Davey, we thought Will Power would use that power magic when he has to start deep in the field to work his way to the front. Not been able to do it, but he's only going to lose a couple of points if things stand the way they are right now. 
Yes, that's right. I mean, he's still in the game. Does lose some points. I think maybe like seven or eight points right now to the leader. But you're right. He's still in second place in this championship. Doesn't want this to happen. And we usually, we have seen him come through that field and... and, and to it. This race is tough. This race, this racetrack's tough, and I think he waited a little too long to try that three-stop early pit strategy, get third track. Not saying that would help him or not, but right now, just uh, kind of lingering around at 15th. Uh, so with uh, getting ready to complete 72 laps complete, let's pause 10 seconds for six that notification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Indy Toronto and Davey, let's face it, it's the wolf path of Scott Dixon. A well-timed pit stop for him, which allowed him to leapfrog over Colton Herta. Yeah, that's right. I just felt this weekend, Mark, as you know, I picked Herta for qualifying, but when I looked at the pit locations, where they were each pitted, I just felt Dixon had one of the best pits on pit lane. And that's luck of the draw. That They, they were issued those pits, Mark, on how they qualified on the previous race, which is mid-Ohio. So uh, it was definitely luck of the draw. And I just, when I seen that, knowing how good that Wolfpack is on that Ganassi team and, and the location he had, I just felt that he had opportunity to beat to Herta out of the pits in a pit stop. I think it was it that what did it, but I also heard it did get held up in the pits. And nice lead right now, 2.1 seconds over Herta, and now Herta's dealing with Rosenquist for third. Uh, yeah, they continue to battle it out, and there's a couple of uh, two-car battles out there that we've been keeping our eye on. It's uh, Colton Herta and Felix Rosenquist. That is the battle for second. Then it's a bit of a gap back to them, Nick Yeoman, before we start to see that other battle. That is the battle for the fourth position. It's Graham Rahal and Marcus Erickson as all of them head toward turn number one. Yeah, let's take a peek as those drivers uh, make their way onto the front straightaway. Graham Rahal's advantage about two or three car lengths over the Indy 500 champion Marcus Erickson. Again, it's the battle for the fourth position. Graham Rahal in blue and white. Erickson in red and white. Erickson continues to put the pressure on Michael. Now the back straight away. Remember, just a handful of laps ago, they went side by side, but Graham Rahal has a four-car leg, now three-car leg advantage over Marcus Erickson. They make their way through that left-hander of four. As he sets up for turn number five, Erickson essentially goes in the same line as Graham Rahal. Rahal's car got a little bit squirrely coming off of turn number five, and so too did Marcus Erickson. So, uh, 76 laps will be completed next time by. That'll leave us nine to go as uh, Scott Dixon continues to lead Colton Herta and Felix Rosenquist. And uh, we look and we see Scott Dixon all by his low to midway point of that front straight. Here comes that battle for second, that battle for fourth, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, Dixon is not walking away with this thing. It's right now 2.1 seconds, but every lap it's another hundredth, a couple hundredths, a couple thousandths of a second. The battle for second continues to be close. It's still at six-tenths of a second as Rosenquist gives chase to Herta. And then that battle for fourth. Graham Rahal, Michael, out four car lengths over Marcus Erickson. Yeah, Dixon may not be walking away with it, but he's going to have to trip up if he's going to lose that lead. Graham Rahal back in, steps out. Marcus Erickson right there for the battle for fourth. Yeah, the distance is about the same as last time by. This time, though, Marcus Erickson a little bit more in the apex of five. Doesn't go as low as Graham Rahal. Both of them now sail through turn number six. Uh, Scott Dixon boys for win number four, and there will be seven laps to go. couple of issues with timing and scoring in terms of our feed, and we think we have those issues corrected now.
now. We can't tell you. Scott Dixon has maintained a two-second lead for quite some time now, but Felix Rosenquist continues to apply the pressure on second-place running Colton Herta. Colton Herta, this time by, has opened it up by about a second, so we'll see if Felix can start to uh, reel him back in. Maybe this is Colton Herta's final, uh, you know, last-ditch effort to try to run down Scott Dixon. Michael, it is a two-second advantage for the Iceman. We have not seen Felix Rosenquist hit that button to close that gap on Colton Herter. Although that gap, Dixon has, Jake, looks like Colton Herter's closed that up ever so slightly. It does actually, to the eye, seem to have shrunk just a bit. Scott Dixon the lead. We'll call it 12 carlings over Colton Herter. Then three back to Felix Rosenquist. You go about 10 back for Rosenquist before you get to Grant Hall. And we do make mention of the fact, Davey, every point is so, so precious with battling for a championship. Scott Dixon's led the most laps today. That's worth a couple of bonus points. Yeah, that's right. He's tied right now for that really fourth position of 44. Him and uh, McLaughlin, 44 points back, I should say, uh, leaving him tied for that fourth and fifth position. So this is definitely helping him right now. He's definitely in contention. Got to look at Colton Herta. That's a bad luck early in the year for sure. He finds himself in that eighth position, but 97 points back. That's what we talked about, Mark. When you're 100 back or close to it, uh, pretty tough. He has gained two positions, put him in that eighth position. Still a long road to go for championship. Battle for second now to turn three and Michael Young. It's really shaping up. Felix Rosenquist has closed that gap down to one car length. Colton Herta has a back end step out. Loses traction. That will allow Rosenquist to close. Rosenquist is now right on the rear wing of Colton Herta through turn number five. The pole center. Colton Herta running in second. Felix Rosenquist trying to take that spot away. And Scott Dixon is going to let a beaten bang on one another while he continues to pull away. He's added about another two tenths to his lead now. So Scott Dixon ever comfortable, as we said, looking for win number four. And he will see Aaron Likens laying out of the starter stand and give him the signal that there are five laps to go next time by. Scott Dixon now with a 2.2 second lead. Herta, Rosenquist, Ray Hall, Erickson below. Pagino, Lungard, McLaughlin, Newgard, the top ten as they head to Nick Yelman. Dixon hoping that car can stay strong for the final five circuits. Probably also rooting for Felix Rosenquist to start to mix it up with Colton Herta as those two bend their way out of turn number two. Herta's opened up about a five-car length advantage. He's still got two seconds, though, to the race leader, Scott Dixon. We see Colton Herta move to the outside, and Felix Rosenquist will follow. This time, Colton Herta, about a two-car length advantage. That battle for second, not really as close as it was once last time by. Time by entering turn number five. Scott Dixon's rear end started to skate just a little bit. The Kiwi got control of it. Scott Dixon, the leader, now through turn number seven. Some of the numbers for you within the number. Scott Dixon has led 35 laps on the day. He's led on two separate occasions. Alex Below is plus 16 on the day. Pagino is plus 11. Graham Rahal is plus 10. We've had six leaders and seven lead changes. We've had four cautions for 15 laps. Four laps to go. Next time by for Scott Dixon. He is uh, at a lead between 1.9 2.2 seconds, Nick Yoke. Yeah, it's kind of stabilized. Street course racing is all about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It is so hard to lay down perfect laps, uh, lap after lap on a street course with all the bumps and the different surfaces. But Michael, if there's anyone that can tame a street circuit, we know it's Scott Dixon. 
I was thinking that very same thing. So smooth he is as he climbs the hill up at turn number three. But this time by Jake Query. Felix Rosenquist has closed that gap down for second. Rosenquist again trying to draw a beat on Colton Herta. It's entering five that he seems to get a little bit of room. But then Herta's able to pull away to Carling advantage to turn number six. Uh, people start asking questions like what's wrong with Scott Dixon. I don't think there's anything wrong with Scott Dixon, Davey Hamilton. I think it's just how competitive this series is. And Scott Dixon is looking to send a message that I'm still here to be contended with. Boys. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think Scott Dixon's that guy with so much experience and knowledge and so many wins and championships that he doesn't overextend what he has for a race car. He'll drive that race car for everything it has, but he's not going to step over those boundaries. And right now, he has a really fast race car looking at a push to pass. He has the least amount of the first three. He only has 34 seconds left. Colton Herter with 54 seconds, 20 more seconds. Uh, in case a yellow comes out, I think Dixon needs to be careful of that Rosenquist with 88, more than both of them, not taking advantage of that uh, right now over Colton Herta. But I have a feeling that second, third is going to get closer and closer. Well, maybe it's Scott Dixon, the face of this Ganassi franchise for sure. And what a big boost it would be for Chip and this race team for the veteran, the guy that is Ganassi Racing, to step up with all the controversy they faced this week <laughs> to put a dominant win upon the board like he's about to do this weekend. Yeah, no, if he pulls this win off, I mean, I'll get guarantee you that that's a, the best medicine for that Ganassi team with all the controversy behind the scenes, no matter what happens at Plo. Uh, Chip could say, well, hey, you know, whatever happens there happens, but look who I still have under contract. They're going to race for me next year, and that's the race winner, potentially, here at Toronto, Scott Dixon. Uh, two laps to go as Scott Dixon crosses the start-finish line. That battle for second hits turn one behind him. Yeah, we certainly don't want to ignore what the race leader has done, but the battle for second continues to rage on as Felix Rosenquist really starting to use that advantage that he has. The extra horsepower on the push to pass. Trying to run down Colton Herta. Down the back straight away for the next to last time. Herta's advantage in second. It's about two car lengths. And this time Felix Rosenquist took a look to the inside. But it's only a half a car length that separates Colton Herta and Felix Rosenquist for second. Boy, this time Rosenquist really starts to draw in off of turn number five as the rear end steps out on Colton Herta. Felix Rosenquist a half a car length behind him. A lead steady at two seconds for Scott Dixon. Meanwhile, second is not a foregone conclusion. Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist continue to battle it out. Ray Hall has a firm grasp on fourth. Erickson is fifth. Alex Pelot is sixth. Simon Pagino is seventh. Christian Lundgaard is eighth. Scott McLaughlin is ninth. And Joseph Newgarden is tenth as the white flag waves over the head of Scott Dixon. With about half of the field never racing at IndyCar here at Toronto in a two-year layoff, we knew it was going to be a veteran who could win this weekend. Who thought it would be the most veteran driver in the field of Scott Dixon? He leads him down the back stretch as the battle for second continues to rage. Scott Dixon put Putting on an exhibition in exhibition place. If he can win today, he will tie the great Mario Andretti for second in all-time wins with 52. Oh, it looks like he's got something on his front right tire. I'm talking about Scott Dixon. We'll see Scott Dixon as he works his way around is definitely off pace. Colton Hurt is closing in. It's about a six-car length advantage for Scott Dixon through turn number six. And things are tightening up behind Scott Dixon as whatever it was on that tire, I think, flew off after he worked his way through turn number eight. Scott Dixon with a couple of turns to go with Herta and Rosenquist closing down to 1.2 seconds. One more turn to go for Scott Dixon. Whatever that bullet was, it looked like he's going to dodge it as Herta and Rosenquist try to keep pace but they're not going to catch it. Scott Dixon sees the twin checkered flag, and for the fourth time, he will win the Honda Indy Toronto. Colton Herta finishes second, Felix Rosenquist third, Graham Rahal fourth, Marcus Harrison completes the top five.
time. Been a week of controversy for Ganassi Racing. Nothing cures the ills like winning Davey Hamilton. And not only did he win, but he picked up career win number 52, which ties it with Mario for second all-time. Yeah, how about that? What an impressive run by Scott Dixon and that Ganassi team after, as you said, all the controversy this week. Kind of puts a cap on it for Chip Ganassi going, that's all right, no matter what happens, I still have Scott Dixon. More importantly, Davey, he is now tied with Joseph Newgarden, and uh, he has uh, he is 44 points back and very much in contention for the championship. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, another impressive stat right there. Joseph Newgarden and Scott Dix, as you said, tied for that fourth position, 44 points back. They definitely have a run. Right now, if Scott Dixon gets on a hot streak, it won't take him long. Matter of fact, yeah, think about this. Erickson has a nice lead, 35 points. That's pretty impressive for Erickson to have that big of a lead over Power, Plo, Dixon, and Newgarden. Yeah. Will Power finishes 15th, and oddly enough, he lost 15 points in the battle for the championship, but he, too, along with Alex Palou, is still very much in contention. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and if 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 uh, Power could get a little bit of luck going his way in qualifying, I mean, poor guy just hasn't had that opportunity in qualifying to really show what he has and finish where he's supposed to, and, and if he could get that done, start towards the front of these fields, he'll be right back in contention, that's for sure. Talk about Scott Dixon not letting the noise uh, away from the track uh, serve as a distraction. I think you got to give Felix Rosenquist a lot of credit for that as well, Davey. Mechanical issues not of his doing uh, certainly uh, shorted uh, his uh, his stint at, at Mid-Ohio, but uh, a solid run for him. We'll get your thoughts on that in a moment, Davey, but first let's go to Joel Sebastianelli. Well, of course, Colton Herta would have preferred to be a couple cars down, but second place, obviously a really good performance. What's your takeaway from today? Yeah, happy with that. Um, you know, I think we, we struggled a little bit in the beginning, and, and um, you know, Dixon got us with the undercut. So he, he probably deserved to win this one, though. He's a little bit faster than us all day. So we'll regroup and, and see what we did wrong here for, for giving up the lead and stuff. But I'm happy. Happy with the, the car was really, really good. Uh, we managed a, a really nice race, and unfortunately, we just got beat by one guy. But uh, happy to get back on the podium. Happy to be back here in Toronto. I love all the fans here. It's amazing to come here. They're such nice people. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, see you guys next year. There's obviously winning potential anytime you guys are on a street course. How do you feel about the package you bring to Iowa? I, I think we're okay in Iowa. You know, it's, it's hard to say. It's, again, a track that we missed during COVID and stuff. So uh, it's, it's an exciting place. We had a really good test there two weeks ago. So we're hoping to bring some of that into uh, next week and uh, keep the train rolling. Hopefully more podiums and wins. All right, Colton Herta, the pole sitter, second today at Toronto. Uh, boy, some might be thinking, but, but boy, why are you asking about Iowa with this race just in? Well, that's the mindset, Davey. You have to quickly move on to start <laughs> thinking about the next race. Yeah, that's right. Iowa's next week. I mean, we load up here and head straight to Iowa, and it's a doubleheader, by the way, and that's why that race is so important. As Colton said, that they test there, feels confident that they have the right packager, but that's a difficult seven-eighths-mile oval track. These drivers are going to definitely uh, get their, you know, their, earn their pay at that facility as fast as it is, how many forces and then having two races there so it could be a situation where you have a good run you could bolt ahead in this point championship but then again any bad luck at all could definitely affect you at the, at the in the big picture uh, again he ties mario andretti second all time with win number 52 alex Scott Dixon taking a big drink of water after a hot day out there. And first things first, let's start at the end. What was going on? Looked like something with the front tire on that final lap. Yeah, I saw a bag and I tried to to swerve to miss it. And then I was like, oh, there's going to be a load of you know marbles and rubber out on the outside. 
So I kind of hesitated and I hit it square right in the middle of the tyre and it's, uh, it definitely wouldn't come off. I don't know what it was, uh, but made uh, the last few turns you know, pretty tricky. So I'm um, just glad that we were able to get to the line. I knew we'd worked on a pretty big buffer there, but uh, you know, I've got to say it's fantastic to be back here in Canada, back here in Toronto. Fans here are amazing. So uh, we thank you so much for all that you do for our sport and uh, just sorry that we couldn't be here for two or three years. An exciting race out there, and it was a total team effort. You doing the great job with the pace on the track, and that pit crew with those pit stops able to get you out there in front. Yeah, the pit crew nailed it. You know, uh, that crossover and ins and outs, you know, our car was very good uh, getting up to speed, and I think that's kind of what uh, what helped us there. We were able to do a bit of a, a lunge, I think, on Herder into one. He was a little hesitant. I thought he was going to fight a bit harder, but it's so tricky coming out of the pitch. You just really don't know what the grip's going to be like, but uh, it worked out for us, man. That's all that matters. Of course, so much talk and noise surrounding the team, and the your ability to have this uh, victory today. You're now tied for fourth in points, 44 back, and into a real grind. What's this say about the Chip Ganassi Racing Program? Yeah, it's a good time to start it. You know, uh, again, kudos to, to Marcus for getting the Indy 500. You know, our team uh, really deserved that race, you know, and uh, I was thankful after after my mistake that, you know, it, it stayed uh, with the team uh, during that day. So, you know, we've had a little bit of an up-and-down season. Uh, you know, not as many wins, I think, as our team really expects, but, you know, hopefully for, for all of us, this is the start of a really good uh, run for the championship. And one final question now, tying Mario Andretti second on the all-time wins list. I know you got a lot of running left to do, but what's it mean to really tie one of the true legends of the sport? Yeah, I love Mario. You know, what he does for our sport, what he's done for our sport, everything he does for our sport is just amazing, you know. So uh, to even be mentioned in the same, uh, you know, conversation with him is uh, is truly touching for myself. And as I always say, you know, it's it's just amazing to have, you know, AJ and Mario here just about every weekend, you know, the legends of our sport and guys that I've looked up to for my career and, uh, uh, you know, just feel lucky that we get to spend a lot of time with them. And, uh, yeah, we've got to keep on trucking, man. We've got to try and get some more wins here. Congratulations, and we'll see you for two in Iowa. Thanks, mate. Cheers. 18th season in a row with a victory for Scott Dixon, now a four-time winner at Toronto as we go to Joel. With Marcus Erickson, fifth place today. He came in as the championship leader. Are these the kind of drives? Is this the kind of consistency that wins championships? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I haven't won one yet, so uh, in IndyCar. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's all about trying to be consistent. You know, yesterday the qualifying didn't really go as, as a plan, but we were passing every session uh, anyway, so we knew we had a good car for today. And starting ninth on a street course, you know, it's going to be a lot of incidents, but uh, the car was fantastic. The team did a really good job on the on the pit strategy and pit stops and uh, did some some good restarts as well to, to move up some positions and you know it's all about that risk versus reward uh, calculation all the time when you're trying to win a championship and I think we we did that well today. You had a couple of intense battles and one of them with Alex Pillow. Did you feel like the way he drove you is the way that you would have driven him if the roles were reversed? I don't know I mean I have to look at it but uh, it was tough. It was tough racing. Uh, happy I, I kept him and the other cars behind and managed to move up a few positions there at the restart in the end. So it's a good day. Marcus Erickson, fifth. Thank you. Felix Rosenquist. Felix Rosenquist ends up on the podium today. And first off, a little bit of contact there with the 27 car of Alexander Rossi. What did that look like from the cockpit of the 7 car? Uh, good, really good fun, uh, good race. Uh, I think we took all the opportunities we had. Uh, our McLaren SP crew did a mega job. Good pit stops, uh, good pace, especially on the blacks. I thought we had really good pace. Uh, I think we kind of nailed the strategy with the fuel. A little bit unlucky there with the last stop that uh, that uh, Colton and Scott kind of got to run flat out in the end. Otherwise, I think we would have had them. But, uh, yeah, P3, awesome. Uh, yeah, the thing with Rossi, I mean, 
it seems like whenever you try to pass him, he tries to hang on to the outside, and I think that was that one was on him. You know, obviously I don't want him in the wall, and uh, but it was clearly, you know, I was quite a long way ahead of him at that point, and uh, yeah, it's, I think it's racing. But uh, anyways, good race, good fun, uh, happy to be on the podium. Well, we talked about it at the beginning of the weekend about you trying to prove yourself, show this is where you belong and you want to stay and finish it on the podium in a tough race like the Toronto Indy. Really, it goes a long way towards maybe proving that to the powers of the B. Yeah, I mean, you can only do so much. You know, I think uh, the kind of plan going into this weekend was to, you know, just do what I can in the car and then the rest is obviously uh, not up to me. But, uh, yeah, I'm just so proud of the, the whole crew, the seven car. You know, we've been proving time after time that we can be up there. You know, it wasn't a win, but it, it's a podium. It's a good step in the right direction. And uh, I think we're, we'll, we'll have a win before the end of the year. Well, congratulations on a great run out there. Thank you. It didn't take long for Mario Andretti to say utmost respect for my friend Scott Dixon and truly happy to congratulate him on 52 wins. Also congratulate his team because nobody does it alone. I hope this is just a step on your continuing journey. Well done, Mario Andretti to Scott Dixon. Class congratulating class. Joel? And well done, Graham Rahal. Whatever you pay for the price of a ticket at an IndyCar race, it's worth it to watch the 15. Made up another 10 positions today, and you were the first car that started on blacks. Do you feel like you maximized that strategy? Well, we did. I, I think we maximized it to the best that we could. I, the yellow obviously nullified our strategy a little bit. It kind of put everybody back on an equal playing field. Because, you know, ultimately we were looking at being able to go very long on that second scent as well, and then it would be an easy, easy shot home for us. And we knew everybody else was going to be in a fuel save mode. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we P4, we're very proud of that. Another $4,250 raised for Turns for Troops with United Rentals. Uh, great result for Honda. And we kick off, you know, a, a big week for us, for our team, for our sport, going to Iowa. Everything Hy-Vee's done with the IndyCar weekend there is going to be amazing. So uh, it's just a good start to the next four weeks in a row. I know you guys, not unlike some other teams, had some new crew guys that had to hop in because of some of the travel restrictions here. How did you feel like this team came together? Exceptional group of people. Um, you know, I, I, I look, when you're down in the dumps like we have been, when you get abused like we have been all over social media and everything else, and even in the paddock, everybody's looking at us going, what the hell's going on with you guys? You know, everybody expects more of us, and we expect more of ourselves. You know, uh, for these guys to, to keep their chins up and to just see the team smile this weekend was worth the price for me. You know, even the result's going to be even better. There's going to be some really happy people uh, back home and, and tonight, you know, as we load up here. So I'm just super proud of them. Um, it's got a lot of heart in this program, that's for sure. And, you know, the, hopefully this will be a kickstart to great things to come. Graham Rahal from 14th to 4th today at Toronto. A uh, big weekend coming up for them with that race team's connection to High V and they being the, essentially the title sponsor for that doubleheader weekend at Iowa Speedway. We'll continue to put the wraps on this one. Have all the numbers for you and more with our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, when we come back to the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, 85 laps complete. Scott Dixon, your winner. Herta, Rosenquist, Ray Hall, Erickson through fifth. Sixth was below. Seventh, Pagino. Eighth, Lungard. Ninth, McLaughlin. Tenth, Joseph Newgarden. Eleventh, Pottle Award. Twelfth, David Malukas. Thirteenth, Renas VK. Fourteenth, Callum Eilat. Will Power, fifteenth. Roman Grosjean, sixteenth. Elio Castro Nevis, seventeenth. Eighteenth, D. Francesco. Jack Harvey, nineteenth. Twentieth, Connor Daly. Eleven laps down to twenty-first, Jimmy Johnson. Out of the race, twenty-second, Kyle Kirkwood. Twenty-third, Alexander Rossi. Twenty-fourth, Dalton Kellett, 25th to Kumasato. Uh, we had four cautions for 15. 
19 laps, six leaders, seven lead changes. Among the leaders, Scott Dixon led 40 laps. Reedus VK, 18. Colton Herta led 17th. He started on pole. Graham Rahal led six laps. So Marcus Erickson continues to hold on to the points lead. He bumps it up by 15. Will Power now 35 back. Alex Below 37 back. And a tie. Fourth uh, is uh, Joseph Newgarden and Scott Dixon. They are 44 points back. Pato Award trying to keep pace. He's salvaged some points. He's 75 back. And Scott McLaughlin, 77 back. Uh, some work to do for Colton Herta. The second place finish helps him move up two positions. He's 97 back. But uh, then things get a little dicey. Rosequist, ninth place, 107 back. And in 10th place is Simon Pagino, who's made a strong run of late. Simon Pagino, 108 points back. Battle for the Manufacturers Championship, Davey, of the top eight spots. Chevrolet claims only one. They finish third, but they still lead 826 to 784 over Honda. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's closing up, right? You don't want uh, Chevrolet is going to go to work. They did not have a great run here as far as their points championship uh, is concerned. Like you said, only one car in the top eight, and that was Rosenquist in that third position, so good job on him. But uh, it's not over yet. They're, they're getting ready to go to Iowa. They seem to be strong in the ovals. We'll find out if they if they could pull something off in that short seven-eighths mile oval to continue that points championship, just like these drivers and manufacturers are fighting it out as well. Uh, really good runs today. Alex Below again championship contender. He was plus 16 on the day. Simon Pagino plus 11, as we've said. Uh, Graham Rahal, you heard what he said. They needed this boost, and they got it. He was plus 10 on the day. Pretty good day for his teammate as well, Davey. Christian Lungard finishes eighth. Yeah, no, they needed that. And uh, Graham, what a great run. We continue to say about Graham, and, and even when they had their struggles, if they could get the qualifying down, he just races so good. He knows how to get to the front of these fields, and he did it today with a really good race car. This weekend had to put a you know a lot of smile on their faces, uh, his crew's faces, as, as he mentioned, because uh, it, it's confidence. It's like, hey, we can do this. We did find something. All cars seem to be good. Uh, they, the only, out of the three cars, Harvey seemed to struggle in that 19th position, but well, I'll tell you what, uh, his teammate and uh, Lungard in, in, in that 8th position and now leading rookie of the year points. Um, good run for both those guys. Joseph Lungard, three-time winner at Iowa Speedway, probably happy to be headed back there. Uh, Scott Dixon, he probably has has that one on his bucket list, believe it or not, with the, the among the 52 wins, none of them at Iowa Speedway. Pretty surprising, isn't it? I mean, as, as good as he is everywhere, he, you know, he would like to win that one. And, and this is a boost of confidence for him as well. Been a while since he's been victory lane. This year, we haven't talked about him a lot, but, you know, he just is always there. And like I say, he just tied Mario Andretti for second of all-time wins. He's fourth in this championship, tied with Newgarden, I should say, for fourth. He This is this is a shot in the arm for that team as well to say, hey, you know what? We can get this done. We can still win this championship. Forget about the controversy in this Ganassi team. Let's go get it done. And we will preview that Iowa weekend when we come back. July 23rd and July 24th, the NTT IndyCar Series happy to return to Iowa Speedway. And Fishgrun, the event general manager, joins us. Hey, congratulations on the return to one of our favorite places on the face of the earth, huh? Yeah, thank you. It sounds like everyone is excited from the paddock to get back to uh, to get back to Iowa Speedway. So we, we have the HiveyDeals.com 250 presented by DoorDash and the Hive Salute to Farmers 300 presented by Google. Throughout its history, it's always been tied in, obviously, with the farming industry in Iowa. Yes, yes. Hy-Vee is wanting to make sure that the farmers are recognized and appreciated throughout the weekend. 
a lot of the sponsors coming through for the event are also tied into farming and agriculture. Um, so you'll see a lot of Iowa pride throughout the weekend. Well, Iowa pride for sure. And uh, I, I'm sure that, that you're thrilled with the commitment by Hy-Vee to make this event possible. They are such an amazing partner, not only to Iowa Speedway and the event that we're throwing through IndyCar and obviously Hy-Vee IndyCar Race Weekend, but between their partnership with Ray Hall, some of the things that fans have seen on the NBC broadcast, they have really made a huge commitment to our our industry and our, our series, and they're, they're such an, an amazing partner. Uh, but you talk about amazing. Uh, how about the talent lineup for those that don't know? Yeah, so on Saturday, July 23rd, there will be a 50-minute concert before the race with Tim McGraw. Saturday night after the race, a 90-minute concert with Florida Georgia Line. And then on Sunday, Gwen Stefani's coming out for 50 minutes before that race. And Blake Shelton will close the weekend with a 90-minute concert on Sunday. That is awesome. So the most important element is ticket information. Where yeah. could people go to get tickets? Listen, great price for a great weekend. Um, a single-day ticket for Saturday or even Sunday. com. Right now, go from anywhere from $60 to about $125. So great view, no matter what. One ticket gets you everything for that weekend, and we hope to see everyone there. Yeah, for sure. One of the great things about Iowa Speedway is there isn't a bad seat in the house. There is not, and I think that's why the paddock is so excited to be coming back. The people that know that venue... You know that there is not a bad seat. You can see that track from anywhere. That concert stage will be on the track surface, so it's not a separate ticket. It's not in a different area. Your grandstand seat is your race ticket and your concert ticket all in one. That's Ann Fishgrunt. She is the general manager of the event at Iowa Speedway coming up on July 23rd and July 24th at beautiful Iowa Speedway. The Honda Indy Toronto has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. By Coors Light, cold as the Rockies, Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Borg Water, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Ruoff Mortgage, for a fast mortgage process, apply online at ruoff.com. The Children's Foundation, proud sponsor of Racing for Kids. Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. By the Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seen in sports. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today, Davey Hamilton, in the pits, Alex Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli in the turns, Nick Yeoman, Michael Young, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite support by Scott Brigat. Our producer is Sam Rumza. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James. Join us again next weekend for the Hy-Vee Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway. It's a doubleheader weekend with race number one next Saturday at 3.30 Eastern, race two Sunday at 3 Eastern. Catch every lap on most of these same stations. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to listen again to every NTT IndyCar race this season. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.